Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the 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 bear. And the bear. You're awesome. Are we on? We're live. I, 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 I had to more. let that keep going for a while. There's, there's more to where that came from. That was crazy. Man, yeah, you should have started rapping. No, I don't know no. how to rap. Okay. I but you guys are doing a good job. I just know how to say the words robot and the bear. Wow. Well, if, if, you wow. Guys, if you guys gave, if, if one of you give me a beat, I'll rap. Oh, I'm not good at like. Yeah, I don't know how to do this beatbox thing, man. You know, I'm, wow. I'm yeah. I just I it's just kind of like you know being put on the spot and like I just kind of like start like I don't know doing stupid shit because I'm bored. Right. <laughs> wow, that was impressive. I'll Wait, are you, guys... you are you guys gonna get a beat? Oh, oh, okay. I need something. I need yeah. Mm, mm, fi- fi- mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Wait, are you going to find a beat? I thought that's what you were doing. No. Oh, uh, I thought you were finding a beat. Uh, uh, okay, so let's. you can just find a beat. Well, I can't. Uh, you find a beat. Uh, no, I, just, I got two lines for you guys. What? Oh, okay. Find a beat, Eric. <laughs> you find a beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I would prefer one of you guys to beatbox. It's oh, not the hardest I thing to do. I know, but like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm on the spot, and I'm like getting all, I get all nervous. Mm. Uh, see, like I'm just not, uh, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there like I am when I'm just fucking around and being dumb. Channel your inner, <laughs> your inner black man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, That's, that is deep in there. It is deep, deep, deep in there, and. We all have it. I know. I agree. <laughs> we all have it. We do. We do. Uh, we do. Uh, we do. It's uh, you know. It, uh, uh. Uh, uh, robot Turn and that. the bear made from sprockets and some hair. Uh. Fozzy bear, iron giant have nothing on this perfect pair. Uh, uh. <laughs> I need to perfect practice this. <laughs> I need to practice. I haven't practiced that. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> that that was from Thailand, the beat, by the way. <laughs> it was a Thailand beatbox. I'm like, what? Yeah, well, Thailand's kind of crazy. I guess know? so. Yeah, you know, with all the, the political hip hop and everything like that. I, I guess so. I think I saw something somewhere on some video on some YouTube channel about, like, you know, Thailand and their, like, you know, like, I think they had an election recently or something like that, like, earlier this year. And wow. There was a bunch of, like, you know, people going, this is all fucking bullshit. And fucking, like, you know, like, they got their. You know, homies together and did this big old like, you know, political like hip hop kind of thing, and like the video was like fucking hardcore, and it's like draws inspiration from like all these like documentations of like people getting like the shit beat out of them, you know, over political. You issues. sure it's Thailand? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere else. It sounds I'm like, like it sounds like Hong Kong right Hong now. Hong Kong right yeah. now. Oh, Hong Kong. Yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, maybe I should put that yeah. on my fucking like top well, five. Though I should don't really we, should we start the top that. top fives? Yeah, you 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 start. Eric. Okay, I'm starting. Uh, number five, Aco Castuera's art show. It's called Dance the Worm. Dance the Worm. <laughs> <laughs> she has to do the worm. She will do the worm here probably. But yeah, it's called Dance the Worm. Wow. It starts uh, October 26th. Be here. Uh, should be cool. Just sculptures and. Yeah. 
You know, I had a girlfriend who apparently could do the worm, but she never would do the worm for me, like the dance. You know, just show me like that she could do it. She would tell me about it. You know, her friends. Is that why you broke up with her? Because she's a liar. I would have broken no, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, that, 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 the, the worm is only a small factor in the, you know, things that like, you know, it, it's not even on the radar of reasons why I would break up with a person. Wow. You know, you whether would. a person can or cannot do the worm. So she kind of sh- said, I can do the worm, wouldn't yeah. show it to you. Then You're you guys, gracious. But then you guys broke up. Yeah. And I mean, do like it. a year and a half later. But oh. like, and every know. moment you're like, show me the worm. Girl, show me the worm. Oh. <laughs> No, God. I wanted to see her do. I mean, like you know, like if a girl says she could do the fucking worm, you gotta like be like, okay, well, I can't do the fucking worm. I could do the worm. I think you could do. The, I'm gonna <laughs> guess you could do the worm. Yeah. You're hardcore though. Like you're an ass kicking machine. Like the worm is just like this little small. It's a like, dance. It has nothing to do with fighting. No, but it has everything to no. do with body you know, movement. Like a body movement. Actually, like, though, body movement. Yeah, jujitsu guys like the. The break dancers make good jujitsu guys, I think, right? Yeah. You're, uh, just in general, they yeah. understand movement really well. So, you yeah. know, and then they can mimic movement too. So, like, I think that matters, right? Mm-hmm. When you can mimic a movement, like, you're like, oh, the guy's doing this, grabbing his arm here, and, and, and all this stuff. And then they're like, I could do that. And me, I'm like, grab left wrist, move leg to outside of, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I can't do this. That's, that's, that's jujitsu for me. It's like this bad puzzle. Uh, yeah, I'm horrible at it. Anyways, okay, that was number five. Number four, this is going to be really selfish. Making pan pizza. <laughs> oh. Pan pizza. So I, I, I make pizza often, like once a week. I think I make pizza at home. And I just saw a video about making pan pizza on the Bon Appetit website. The yeah. BonAppetit.com. It was with Brad. I don't know. The I just, fucking like, he, tall guy. Like, I don't remember. He, I just mimicked it. Made my own pan pizza. Do you I thought it was a woman, actually, and it came out amazing. Wait, didn't you do that one with the guy from fucking the, the hot sauce guy? Fucking oh, I, I hot don't know. ones guy. You watch, do you watch hot yeah, ones? I, I think it was a female that made the pan pizza, but I just mimicked it, and it oh. is amazing, and I made it twice in a week. Do you normally do it in uh, like a burner, like an oven? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, use a, I don't have a pizza oven, but I mean, I use a broiler, and it's a really yeah. quick cook. It's like, you know, 550 degrees, but... I'm using a pizza stone and pizza peel and all that shit. I have I have the gear. I have a pizza oven. Oh, you do. So I can. You're, so you're doing it in your oven. Uh, yeah, and it's that's, you know, just just that's awesome. Boiling. Wait, you have yeah. a fucking pizza oven. Yeah, in, like in a brick pizza. Oh, yeah. how much was that? Uh, it was like three hundred bucks. How, how, what's the heat on that? It's around five. Are you sure it doesn't get to eight or something like no. that? Okay, because yeah. you kind of want it to get it's higher. It's on stone. Yeah, and I'm doing my oven yeah. boiler, but. Uh, I I was hoping that gets to like eight. You should put that. You should put a pizza oven in your back backyard. Oh, you know that's sort of like one of the things I want is a. I've been eyeballing pizza ovens, but yeah. part of it is using coals and stuff, like not just gassing it using coal. That's but what you want to do. Yeah, and it get try to get to like eight hundred degrees. You know, like when you can get it that high. Mm. That way your pizza cooks like in three minutes, but it's rocking. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Well, no. then you're gonna have to get into that twenty four hour fermentation. You know, I thing. know. <laughs> then you gotta do it that way. I'm too lazy to do that. I just buy the dough because I don't want to make my own Who dough. Do you- Trader I, Joe's, man. I get mine from Trader Joe's as yeah, well. Yeah, that shit. I mean, do I want to wait twenty four hours or spend two dollars? Exactly, it's two twenty something. I think to buy a, a uh, dough, right? It's pretty cheap. Yeah, so it's like twenty four hours of making my own or just buy that fucking thing, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just gonna buy the dough. Yeah, uh, I mean, I understand the craftspersonship or whatever you want to call it to make that dough, but I don't want to wait twenty four hours. I just want to eat the pizza. Right. You know, the process matters, but not right now. 
Mm. <laughs> and if it's a pan pizza, that's a little bit punk rock. Like, I don't want to wait 24 hours for pan pizza. Are you doing like that, in the cast like, iron or are you doing ca- it? Oh, I'm sorry. It's a cast iron pan pizza. Yes. Right. yes. That's oh, the whole point. Nice. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Mm. And it's kind of amazing. How big? Uh, just a 12 inch kind of a square type of thing. Was it 12? Maybe a little less. But i able to use the whole pack of dough from Trader Joe's. Just that whole pack. And um, but I actually use the same amount of dough, sauce, and cheese that I would make to do two flat pizzas. It's yeah. about the same. So I'm not eating more. It's just just it's rad. That's it sounds in good. It's delicious, man. And then I you saw got, the pics. You it put a little good. bit on the you grill. You know, you put it on the uh, stove a little bit because uh, you want to get that uh, you know the, the the outside the crust yeah. to get a little more firm first before you put it in the oven to get the top. You know, because you want the top to then get toasted, kind of. So you want to do a little bit of heat from the stove first. I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I have to qualify what you mean by good. So can you tell me what pizza you think is good? Oh, okay. Oh. So you want to get into pizza. <laughs> My favorite that I've ever had is Seirinkan, which is in Tokyo. Uh, it, it, I went there uh, on a whim because I stayed close by. And then it got onto that, what's it called? Ugly Delicious? No, Ugly, that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. That, that show. And now, like I went a year later, now it's all like, tourists in there yeah. but when i first went it was all japanese people and i went there saying this is the best and then um i've eaten pizzas all in la just everywhere i've never gone to naples right but uh I, every time i take a bite of pizza i'm like no nope, not as good as japan so how, that's my favorite one how about here in la that's what i'm saying i've gone to a bunch here i even went to the one that's from naples that's in hollywood and uh, not as good as the one from japan all right yeah i've been to roberta's which is from new york that's opened in culver city now and not as that, it's good just not as good as what i like all right, as long as you weren't going to say, like, Domino's. Domino's. You know, <laughs> there, I haven't eaten a Domino's pizza in a long time, but I bet you that is better than a lot of other places. You know what? I like Domino's. Yeah. I mean, it's not great pizza by any stand, uh, any stretch of the means. I'm just, you know, it's just like you know, I, I want a pizza. I want it to deliver to me. I want it in, like, 30, 40 minutes. I'll call Domino's. Yeah. You know, but because like especially living in the east side where like there isn't any particularly great pizza around me, like say in Hollywood or the west side, Santa Monica, Venice, like that's where all the good Southern California pizzas are, in my humble opinion. Well, you're east side, so you're what? San Gabriel Valley. San Gabriel. Mm-hmm. See, I would at that point go to like a, an Italian American like yeah. old style place and, you know, you're not going to get Naples style like this marinara pizza that's just really simple. You're going to be getting... Family style that's been around for like forty years or fifty years. Yeah, right? you know what? There's the one There's pe- the one pizza know? place that is near me. Patrillo's. Patrillo's does the canned mushroom thing. Patrillo's is pretty good. But canned mushrooms, which you know, like my my yard, the yardstick in which I measure pizza is a sausage and mushroom. Uh, pizza. I like those. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's got canned mushrooms. Yeah, it's got oh, canned mushrooms, bad. and I'm like. Oh. You know, yeah. they might they might have been doing that for like fifty years though. Right, been around like forever too. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, I mean, like, but like, I mean, we called good. it Petrillos. We're just like that. Before you even yeah. said it, I had a no, feeling. Don't get, I mean, I've, yeah, yeah. I get, I, like like I said, I, I've I've ordered Petrillos many a time, but like I keep forgetting that they use canned mushrooms. Yeah, and I keep getting feeling really Bumped disappointed. Uh, you know, oh, bummer. Yeah. But you know, it's like one of those things too. Uh, I like. The omakase high-end sushi is amazing, mm-hmm. but I'll also eat that revolving sushi. I have Dude, a different fucking curves the bomb. So I have, <laughs> but I have different standards of what I, I would expect. Like, there's amazing pizza that's from Naples, and then there's like American, like classic, you know, that's I'm, that's b- born and bred here, right? I feel you. I'm the same way. So I've got yeah. different standards for different things, you know. So right. like, I'm I okay. I could go to it. Kabuki and eat California rolls. Sure, mm-hmm. they're so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I would never have. I would get kicked out. Had I gone to Nozawa and asked for California roll, <laughs> yep. that is literally 
like one of the things that he probably would kick you out for. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with California rolls, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not fucking fake crab. Gross. Oh, but most California roll you get is going to be fake crab. Yeah, I know. And yeah, I, and I that's what makes it so good. <laughs> I, 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 I just, it just kind of grosses me out. Yeah. Like, you know, like this it's overly processed fucking yeah, fish. You I got know, you. So. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, my mom had a restaurant, right? It's called Hakata's in Santa Monica. They had a sushi bar for, gosh, a long time, right? And uh, she said that a lot of people who are not used to eating real crab flip out on real crab when they're used to eating fish cake, thinking it's crab. So when she would serve real crab California roll, some customers would complain, <clears throat> and she'd be like, "What's wrong?" And they said that, that something's fishier about the the crab meat, like the, the California right, roll. Right, right. And she's like, "That's a real crab. You're not eating the fake shit." You know. Yeah. So some people don't know, and I don't know. It just depends on your man. Palate, imagine you know? just going to boiling crab and just throw a bag full <laughs> of fucking. Crab. I like. I personally like fish cake, so uh, <laughs> I, I I used to snack on fish cake as a kid. But anyways, okay. What a great discussion about food. Oh, man. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, Kazunori, which is was one of an offshoot of Sugarfish. Oh, I sugar love fish. Kazunori. Uh-huh. They do a crab roll, and that's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot it's of places super good. have that hand roll at the end, right? You do an omakase thing, and it comes with this yeah. blue crab hand roll. Because they know they're not fucking giving you <sighs> enough food. So. Yeah. <laughs> is, that your, is that what you think? Yeah. Okay, I, I believe you. So, okay. I'm five on that one. Like, uh, every time I go I've to fucking, like, yeah. Sushi Zoo or something like that, like, you these beautiful nigiri. Yeah. And, and at the end, it's that, it's that heavier <laughs> hand roll. It's like, all right, end it, bro. You need to eat more. <laughs> I, I agree, man. That's so weird. And that's, that's a thing, right? It, it ends with a blue crab hand roll. Yep. That's like a fresh crab. I noticed oh, that. Yeah, it's like, man, I know you're so starving. Good. It's good though. It's delicious. It's so yeah, good. but I totally hear you on Kazunori. That yeah. that is my like when I'm wow. downtown. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Get like fucking all these different hand rolls, and it's fucking awesome. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Wow. I've never even been to Sugarfish, but like, yeah, you know. I never actually the Sugarfish. Right now, I haven't been to the redo, whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I bet you it's still good. I just haven't gone. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's f- yes, it's good. Yeah, but there's a lot better. Okay, so number three, uh, I'm going to mention uh, an athlete, LeBron James, where he uh, comes out and says uh, the guy Daryl Morey from the Houston Rockets who posted, like, siding with the Hong Kong protesters, which then created a big uproar of, for the NBA in China because, like, now a lot of Chinese companies are pulling sponsorships, and they these guys had a difficult trip. Anyway, so LeBron James sides with uh, basically China on that one and says, yeah. hey, that, that was a misguided tweet, and he was not educated. And then... But, you know, LeBron James is sort of like this guy who wants to be more than an athlete and he wants to stand up for people's rights and he has all this kind of stuff. And then he says that. But then he then says, well, maybe it was misguided and he should have waited a week until we were back from China. You know, and it was kind of like you can. Eh, I don't know. It was just kind of like one of those weaselly things where I was like, um, a very unpopular tweet he did. Like it made him seem like, you know, I don't know. He's usually for the underdog and he's trying to act like that. But then. uh he goes that direction for what it's worth, and then then all of a sudden says that you know the, yeah. maybe he should have waited a week. I'm like, come on, man! <laughs> like you can't. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, ah, because uh, he wants to be more than an athlete. That's his like slogan. He does right? it like a week before that he was coming out for like college ball players and how California signed in the new law stating that they can then yeah. take on like sponsorships and whatnot and make money, right? Yeah, but I guess it's then, just one of the, it's a financial thing too, and it's just tough for the NBA. But uh, whatever, just one of those. You know, that's on my top five too. But my argument's the exact opposite. Yeah, no, so I understand. We'll go there in the. Uh, I think you the, said you might have said it last week too. Did I? Yeah. 
Um, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I think see. you did, but I okay. probably did. I get it. You know, no worries. I can see both sides because I'm here in LA, so it is what <laughs> it is. But uh, uh, so number two, I would say is uh, uh, the little shoplifting at Giant Robots. Oh, this is so good. Uh, it's gotten exciting. Um, shoplifting gate. Yeah, there was a shoplifter. Uh, I posted the video because I was like, "What else do you do?" Right? Yeah. I don't know who he is, so I I posted the video. And of course, like I'm, I'm always doing, I'll do a snappy title because I'm, I'm tweeting it, you know. And, the, and if you do a funny title, like it's even better because you'll get retweets because it's kind of funny, and I'm, sure. you know, it's like I'm making fun of it, uh, the whole thing. Anyway, so it gets retweeted a lot, and then it goes. I put it on Instagram, and it's like twelve thousand views of that video, and and then it turns out that the there's a girl with him, and she, her friends spot it and tell her, hey, you're in this video, and it's like this guy stealing stuff, and evidently it was a date or something. He called it a date. And uh, she says she doesn't know him. She's not involved. Anyway, so long story short, he then writes back and says um, he doesn't apologize. And he says something about taking, please take the video down or please remove her from the video because she's innocent. And, then, you know, like half the people who saw well, not half, but many people who see it think are saying, ah, she was in on it and all this stuff. But oh, you know, maybe you not. See him, you see him talking. So, like, yeah. but, like, I mean, they obviously know each other. But, yeah, yeah, who knows? Know. But anyway, so then he sends another one because I didn't re- take it down the same day or something like that. And then um, he doesn't he doesn't apologize. He's still not apologizing. And I'm like, dude, at least say sorry. Or right. are you sorry? Because it doesn't yeah. seem like it. And then I said, well, are you going to apologize? Like I wrote to him. And then he, he, he then writes back and says, I'm sorry. And he goes through this whole thing about like how he has mental health issues now and all this stuff. Right. That that's like like I know klepto. He's a klepto and all this stuff. But the girl's innocent. But I, I'm a klepto and I have these problems and I'm really sorry. And I don't like you know like I support small business right. And I'm like oh, so by stealing right. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, and then and then and then I just said and then 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 he in that same one he calls us or us I guess it would be me. He says you you know he basically says you're immature for posting the video. Fuck you. Yeah yeah. yeah. And I was like immature. I like I, so. I'm posting the video because I don't know who you are and like the video is posted and he goes you could you know ruin that girl's life and I'm like. I don't know, man. Whatever. Why? How? She didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. And then he said um, that. Oh, then okay. Then the fourth message. I'm like, okay. So now you're calling me immature. You know, expect me to do anything for you? Like, you know. And then the fourth one was basically saying how um, uh, that uh, he's gonna now. Oh, he said you should have not posted the video and used whatever legal methods there are to prosecute me. You know, and I was like, so like, okay. The only reason why you even know who he is is because because of the fucking video. video. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So So now uh, we could prosecute you. So it's not making sense. (laughs) So then he threatens to sue me in that same one. And he's saying, okay, I'm going to talk to an attorney if you don't take this video down by like tonight at whatever, end of day. Fuck you. So, yeah, and I was like, (laughs) okay, all these things are bad. Then the girl comes into the store and says she's innocent and has nothing to do with it. That's fine. And I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. And she's actually, I call her because she leaves her number. I have her now. I have her name. But um, she leaves her number, and I talk to her, and she sounds reasonable. And I said, yeah, but now this guy's uh, threatening to sue me, so I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to stay put. And the video's still going to stay there. And she's kind of like, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. She was kind of understanding it all. But I was like, this guy is crazy. He wants to sue me now. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to be bullied or succumb to his threat of being sued for posting his video. Yeah. And then he says stuff like, well, yeah, I haven't been prosecuted. So therefore, I'm innocent. And uh, you know, you're now accusing me of stealing something. But I'm not prosecuted. I'm an innocent person. And I was like... I don't think it works that way because, one, you admitted stealing it already in a previous message, you know. But, um, you know, just like crazy. I'm like, this guy is nuts. He's really desperate. But then uh, – so then, you know, I, I had to file a police report. I was like, okay, now I'm going to file a police report because you're threatening a lawsuit. So I filed a police report and I, you know, figured out his name. 
you know, the girl corroborated his first name at least. And, but I think his, you know, I got his full name and I put that in the report and now I'm talking to a detective who's like going through everything. You know, there's a detective and this, it's weird. LAPD is super on top of this stupid thing. It's not, it's so minor, but the LAPD is like all over it. Oh, so that's interesting. Yeah. So it, I, um, I heard there's a new video, a new video uh-huh. of what at the store. A new video? This is what we're talking about. Yeah, this is the... No, 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 no. There's a new, new video. Wait, is that the one? What? do you mean new, new video? Yeah. How new? Uh, It was... It went down like at 7 p.m. tonight. What? Yeah. No. Yep. What What? is that? Yeah, it was... It was a guy at the store standing... I'm not messing with you right now. He was standing at the store in front of the cameras. Um, He was wearing... How do you know? Because I know. He was wearing like a gray button-up. And a black hat with a gold, like, um, uh, lightning bolt. Oh, that's <laughs> and, you, man. And he was dancing in front of the camera. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go, <laughs> if oh, look, you go gonna, through the video. I'm going to look at that video later, man. <laughs> Anyways. He was dancing at 7 p.m. at the store. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so we'll see where it goes from here. But basically, you know, the LAPD is just like, okay, whatever. And I think I figured out his name. I'm close. Anyways, long story short, that's what's happened. And I'm like, I'm like, God, I just want this to end. But he keeps making it worse. I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to let you bully me because I don't want to let a shoplifter bully me, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep that video up. Yeah. Let's get it up. Let's get that to 13,000 views now. (laughs) Or 14. Let's keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. And the police report's really thorough. It's crazy. Anyways. Love it. It's a, bum- it's a bummer, like, kind of for him, because I think he's doing everything wrong. Like, if he would have just said, sorry. Here's oh, the book. Here's the book. And, uh, you know, it's a Barry McGee book. Here's the book. And, um, yeah, sorry. But instead, he's like, you know, he's just out of control. So, whatever. Oh, well. And number one, my top five is Poston. Uh, I went on the trip, which is uh, Poston is the internment camp where my dad was during World War II. Uh, so I actually took him to the, there's a pilgrimage and we went to that and, uh, he got to see kind of where he was there and, um, you know, maybe met a few others who were there and stuff like that. But it's kind of a, you know, gnarly trip for the family, (laughs) I guess, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, there's good parts and there's also bad parts where I'm like, oh, this is kind of unorganized because it's like a really small group, but there was about 250 people, like families, whole families were there and stuff to like check out everything, you know? It's in the middle of, it's Parker, Arizona, right across the border. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, so my dad was actually there for three years as a kid, eight, nine, and 10. Mm. Wow. Yeah, he lived there with his family and whatever. And, you know, I guess, I think there was like 18,000 people or something at where he was. You know, and it was just all rounded up in like this fenced, fenced area, you know. Mm. So it's kind of jacked up, but yeah. And, Mm. you know, just bad conditions and 110 degrees type of thing or more in the summer so that's heavy yeah anyway so it was good for him to actually see it all again and he's you know he's good and he's just like all right i was like you want to go again next year and he's like nah i'm good <laughs> mm. so hmm. yeah anyways that's my top five nice nice okay uh my top five i guess i'll go in order of the week um let me think when did these things happen okay uh i you know, the day after our last recording, I went and saw the uh, One Piece Stampede movie. Uh, it's good if you're into One Piece. That's anime. It's anime. I'm a nerd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm following 
you know, you know, that. it's not canon, but like, you know, it's entertaining. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, you know, I want to help you right now. I just don't know. <laughs> no, there's, there's nothing you can help me with. Is this my top five of this week of the past week? It's kind of lame, it's, but some of it's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, the Pornhub Awards. I went to the, you uh, went to the, Oh, you took Thomas. No, oh, I went to. I took Thomas to see one the One Piece stampede. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but my friend um, Leroy Myers, who is a director, um, was in town and for the Pornhub Awards, and he invited me. And yeah, um, what? Where is this at? It was at the Orpheum in oh, wow. downtown Los Angeles. Oh, you know what? I saw a photo of somebody like did a selfie in front of that, like they were there. I forgot who it was though. Mm. It wasn't well, you. It was somebody no. else. No, like, I, it was wild. Like it, was, it was on the um, marquee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what happens there? Tell it's us. It's a fucking award show, you know? Yeah, but like, are there like naked porno stars everywhere no. just putting muff they, they in your face? A, they had a pretty strict Which, no nudity um, no. Okay. You know, what, rule over what's there. What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say yes. I mean, I, like, Everybody. It, apparently <laughs> the year before when it wasn't held in the Orpheum, they like, you know, like by the, they had the bar was going all the way to the end of the fucking, um, the, the award show and like, People were fucking naked and it was crazy. Really? But like, oh, wow. this so was last happened. year, and wow. this year it was pretty tame. Civilized. So, do, what do they? Did you say best DP? Uh, they and, had like and, and they best had, scene, and it's like they bring yeah. Up they the had stars best. And, they had best DP. They had right. best you know squirt, and they had right. best like you know, and they had. Did they like, show the clip? No, they didn't. They no, they they didn't show the clip. They they had a bunch of like performers like. Um, I, I don't know. There's, uh, I only remember one name that was Bad Bunny, and that's that's a band. Yeah, it's a oh. hip hop guy. I guess he's a rapper. Had no idea who the mm. fuck he was, you know. But apparently, like everybody who was there, I mean, like, there's a bunch of it's a bunch of industry people, you know. Um, had, like with like some pretty like you know interesting outfits. Like they had this one girl, like I saw. I think she. I forgot what. I forgot what award she won. Um, maybe it was like an anal award or something like that. But like, sure, something she, like that. You know, she like was had like you know pasties on and like a, a skin colored like you know bikini bottom, and then like she had these attach hair attachments that like were all braided and like wrapped around her body like in a kind of uh, a hentai kind of Japanese oh. like you know bondage oh. rope tying. You, you ident- and you identified. Sounds kind of Cirque du Soleil-ish. Kind of. Actually, sounds pretty. Yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. very. I was very impressed, you know. And she, like, you know, gave up, like the probably the most the best speech uh, for an acceptance award acceptance thing. Was where, it like I just want to thank my mom and dad? No, she yeah, she or, it was like I want to thank my dad <laughs> who married her his stepsister, you know, well, which is the reason why I'm like you know doing porn, you know, and I'm like that's the best speech of the entire evening, you know? And then everyone, like all these porn stars ended up at like, you know, um, whatchamacallit, like at Umami Burger afterwards, the downtown Umami Burger. Oh, you, you went there? Yeah. Oh, wait, isn't it right next door? Yeah, Yeah, it's right next door. So, and you, you ate and ate burgers and just was, I, yeah, like talking uh, to porno stars. Yeah, basically. Awesome. You know, um, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely interesting. I think like, you know, um, I went to uh, see Brian Viveros and Ken Flevelin at ThinkSpace. They had an opening. It was crazy. The air conditioning was broken, and it was stupid hot in there, but it was a good show. 
Um, you know, there's always there's also another show that at Cobra Gallery was uh, Chet Zar's dark art kind of thing that um, you know, and so another eventful like art <clears throat> show hopping fucking weekend. Yeah, I caught Brian's show and I caught the dark art show as well. Oh, you went to both of them? Yeah. I didn't see. Uh, you must we must have like you know. I was there early. Uh, I'm early for everything. Hence tonight. I was <laughs> that's a that's a good <laughs> habit, you know. Yeah. I'm I have the bad habit of running late for everything, so you know. But yeah, that Brian was kicks a, ass. Yeah, it was it was yeah. He had like lines of people, like you know, trying to for him to sign. He had like posters that I think he was giving out, you know, for free and um and um yeah, it was uh it was cool. So yeah, with the style of or like his subject matter. It ends up attracting a bunch of really beautiful women dressed up in like yes. his characters. He had, uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw some of that too. You yeah. know, it was it was cool. You know, like you know, he's um closer to the mic. I don't know what's easier. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> All right. You know, um, I can repeat everything I've said nah, tonight so far. Fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four is the uh, cor- uh, culture cartel in Singapore. I got my plane ticket, and so I'm going to Singapore in December. Is this a conference? Awesome. Yeah, it's a it's like a like a convention, I guess, you know, but it's a little bit more street art related, which is funny because I'm not street art at all, but like Awesome. You know, well, you painted a mural. I painted a mural, yeah, but there that's you go. not that's street not, art. That's not street art. It's on the street, man. You know. Um <laughs> close as you can get. So, yeah. Yeah, and I get I get I get put it. There's this one really big huge thick book. It's called like it's I think it's called Street Art. Mm-hmm. How's that? Yeah, you're talking to the side of the mic, so and you know, that's good. I found myself trying to convince the publisher not to put me in. Oh, wow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a graffiti artist. Everybody in the book's a graffiti artist. And he's like, do you paint in the street? I'm all, yes. He's all, you're in the book. Awesome. So I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah no, I mean, there's a big difference between muralists and, and taggers. And, you know, Yeah. so... I don't know. I think um, Barry McGee kind of would say, like, yeah, the taggers is graffiti and street art is, like, people doing murals and stuff. Yeah. You know, because, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how he broke it down. You know, graffiti is a little more destructive sometimes and street art's have become really beautiful and right. <clears throat> depends, you know. But I mean, I've, I've done a little bit of graffiti kind of stuff, you know, here and there, but, like, that was only, like, while I was working on a mural, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, you know. and you graffitied something in Japan and got in trouble. I did. Yeah. I did do that, and that was because um, I didn't get in trouble with the law. I just, no. you know, the the, <laughs> the the store that like you know I did it on like you know contacted me. Yeah, you know, and um, it was. I felt bad. Yeah, I felt bad. So you know, that's why I'm not a graffiti artist. <laughs> 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 just, look, well, I know, did. It, I did stupid stuff as a kid i grew up around even like all my friends now they're all graffiti artists Mm -hmm. and i paint in the street Mm -hmm. but man to do something illegal and mess up someone's property sure i just i couldn't do it well the thing i saw was i basically saw a (laughs) a big wall of like signatures and signs and drawings and stuff like that on uh you know on a store and i'm like oh Okay, well, it looks like people are just, like, you know, tagging this wall up, you know? And so I fucking, like, you know, just drew a little fucking bear on yeah. it, wrote Luke was here, and walked away. And then, like, months later, like, months, you know, later, I got an email. 
with like just the word no graffiti, no graffiti, no graffiti, no graffiti <laughs> over and over with exclamation like four or five exclamation points after each one. Like person obviously is a big fan of copy and paste, you know, and then like, you know, and then a picture of the drawing I did. And I was just like, Oh, you're not supposed to use your name or your character. I was standing out front of ThinkSpace, like uh, what the original ThinkSpace. Oh yeah. And the whole street was just full of, um, like all the graffiti artists were there. We we're just hanging out out front, and uh, everyone started kind of like tagging on the street all the way down the street. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ah, I don't know. We're all here. And we're doing it. So I just I put my name down, and they were like, you never use your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, I mean, you, you weren't, you didn't write Johnny on there. You wrote no, I wrote came in to um, So you just wrote it backwards, and then yeah. like, you know, people will be like, "Who, who is this <laughs> ZNMDK?" You know, yeah. guy doesn't write quite roll off the tongue, but it like, doesn't. you know, but, you know. Anyways, so you know, um, but yeah, the, uh where was I going with this? Yeah, so I'm, go, I'm going to Singapore. Singapore, in December. awesome! Congratulations, that's awesome. Uh, I'm kind of excited. You know, it's been a couple. It's been like three years since I had been there, and I'm looking forward to you know eating my heart out, or eating till my heart explodes, or just like you know gets clogged up and stops working. Awesome. So, you know, it'll be good. That's the best way to go. And um, I wanted to end it all as your top. This is your number one. Then, yeah, with LeBron in Hong Kong. You know, uh-huh. you know, and like, you know, I know like American as Americans, you know, we have like this like pro-democracy kind of like thing, like oh, the, all governments in the world need to be democratic, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I completely disagree with that sentiment. I think that, you know, um, some countries and some governments and some people seem to function better in uh, monocratic, you know, or, uh, you know, you know, just like one party, you know, governments. And I believe that the people of Hong Kong are going to be, are, are going through the exact same issue that the people from, that the students in Tiananmen Square, um, the same, they're making the same mistakes that the, the students in Tiananmen Square made. And that is that, like, you know, the originally the Tiananmen Square thing in 1989 or 88, um, when they started their protest, they were requesting, you know, some government reform, you know, and educational reform because, you know, the the, the head guy had died, and the stu- which, you know, inspired the student, you know, upright, you know, student protests, you know. And when the the Chinese government... We're like, okay, we will, you know, satisfy your demands. Then they kind of like, well, we got more demands, you know, and they started demanding democracy and this and that, yada, yada. And then it became, well, you know, you saw what happened. It became a fucking massacre. Mm-hmm. Tank boy disappeared. Right. Now, in Hong Kong, the reason they, they started their protests over a... Um, um, a law that had stood, um, about um, extradition to China, and a month ago, the um, I don't know, I forgot what her name was. The woman who like was managing or running the Chinese government at the time was able to shoot down the extradition law 
you know, but now it's like, we want democracy. And I'm like, oh, God, you guys, this is the problem. This is the reason. This is the problem with not fucking like, you know, staying true to your fucking history and publishing like all this fucking like everything that happened. You're just fault. You're just making the same mistakes that happened fucking 20, 30 years ago. And um, I don't know. I think that like if you want these things to fucking happen, <clears throat> they have to happen slowly. And they have to happen, you know. I mean, like, China is a much freer country than it was 50, 40, 40 years ago, you know. And I think that, like, it's, you know, unless you just want, like, some, like, catastrophic fucking whatever thing to happen, like a war or, like, you know, just want blood pouring on the streets, you know, it's not going to fucking happen, especially after fucking, you know, Xi Jinping, like, you know, basically became an emperor by shooting down term limits. So, I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things that I'm like, you know, I, I, just, I just feel like I see history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. And um, that, which is the reason why I kind of agree with LeBron. Like, you know, uh, uh, with the post, the, the pro-Chinese kind of post that he made. Yeah. He, he, but he basically said that uh, the GM of the, I don't know. He just disagreed with it, what another right. person and, wrote. Well, that's the thing you know. is that like, you know, people who I don't know if are, he's pro, I don't know if he's pro China. I, I guess he's not pro China. I'm I not guess. sure if he I don't even know everything you just said. I bet you LeBron James doesn't know that. Right. Right. I bet you he just was selfishly like, fuck, man, that was a tough right, trip. because there's a lot that's, of money involved yeah. in the NBA contracts sure. that, in, in China. And um, I think that people who are taking sides, you know, on this issue generally don't understand are, 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 are kind of going into it not fully understanding what they're getting themselves involved in. Right. I think what's crazy is <clears throat> how China's quietly flex their muscle like through, like here in the States. Mm, yeah. Like I wish I can give you like specific examples, but the NBA is definitely kind of like straightening themselves up to make oh, sure yeah. that China's happy. Oh, Big time, right? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> it's and, really and weird. the re- only yeah. reason why, yeah. and the reason why they they are like falling in line is out of greed, like it's because of the mu- the, the the financial yeah. incentives of like being in China. It's like, come on, man! Like you know, like I think you were fine, like you know, with or without, you know, China, like you know, lining your pockets. They just want more. I'm at hundred percent. Yeah, you know, so yeah. It's a big enough organization, you know, with enough celebrity athletes in it, oh, enough, dude. you know, fucking endorsements from different. They just, co- they just want more, just like the film industry. Just yeah, want more. Just want yeah. fucking more. I don't know. It, it is what it is. So, anyways, Mr. Our guest, <clears throat> our special after guest, after going right. waiting for so long, you know, to finally like you know tell us his. Let's hear it. All right, I just got a text from Nathan. I say. Uh, I won't text them back. (laughs) I'll just wait. I get to, um, I've done his, I go down to his class and um, teach the kids for like an hour. Oh, you do? Nathan Oda? Yeah, Yeah, so I'm going back. Oh, Otis or uh, Uh, Santa Monica College? Santa Monica. Oh, you do the Santa Monica. You know, I've taken that class a couple times and it completely changed me, you know, because I'd never taken a painting class before and like a real, like one, like from like, you know, professional like, you know, illustrator or painter, like, you know, uh, like Nathan. And as soon as I got that, like, you know, painting tray and the sponge and the vellum thing, yeah. tip, 
it's changed everything awesome. for me. Last yeah. time I did it, it started off talking about painting. This next one, I'm going to try my best to make it just about painting. But once you get me talking about painting or even like techniques, it just naturally jumps into like relationships and people because that's what my painting is all about, right? Mm -hmm. And so it got really heavy. It was in, his, in his class? In his class, yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was super awesome. Whoa. When was this? Um, oh, a year ago? Probably like two years ago, maybe. Or two years ago, and you're going to yeah. do it again? Yeah. Oh, I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. My top five. It's all about me. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my about. mind was all about me. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yes. So my in order of least importance to most important, uh, Audi, <clears throat> who I'm, I like following brands and sticking to brands. Mm. I'm a Volkswagen Audi fan, despite Volkswagen and their shenanigans. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2020, they're going to release a RS6 Avant, 600 horsepower station wagon that's hybrid mm. and I'm a station wagon guy I can't afford this car but I want this car really bad <laughs> RS6 what is an RS6 wait so wait an Audi has a <clears throat> A4 wagon right so uh, A6 wagon they have so, an A6 yeah, so the, the RS is the higher end of it the sport ones right yeah so they have the A all their A models which are yeah, like A3. entry levels A3 yeah, yeah. A3 A4 A, I think A4 is yeah A6 a7. Do they have an A8? A8. Yeah. Yeah. A8's like the big estate yeah. car. Yeah. Um, and then they have the R. Yeah. Three. R5R. R, 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 S. And Sorry. A, a it's S. An Avant is a wagon, right? Is that Avant. Right? Yeah. Avant's a wagon. Yeah, yeah. So they have the S4, S5, and so on. And then above that, they have the RS. Yeah. Which is like their big, big platform that competes with like um, BMW M3s and gotcha. C, like C63 um, S Mercedes-Benz, like their high-end line. And so uh, they haven't had a like an RS here in the States since. Hmm. An RS6, they haven't had one probably since like the early 2000s. They have an RS7 here. They have an RS5. But the station wagon's a big deal. Because like there's, right now they have a, Mercedes has one that's like a 700 horsepower. Mm -hmm. It's basically like a soccer mom kind of. So how car. much is so how much is this vehicle going to be? <clears throat> 150. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh yeah yeah. Well. <laughs> wow, it's interesting you like that though. Are you following Wait, that? Wait, what was it? What was it, the RS6 RS6 Avant. Avant. A A V A N T. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see what this is. Wow. Yeah. Fifty thousand. That's a that's a little. It's a little steep. Yeah. 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 All right. Is this it? That's it. Wow. Can wow. I see that? Oh yeah. Looks like an Audi. <laughs> 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 like if you said that, that's just some random Audi. I would be like, ah, that's a thirty yeah. forty thousand dollar car. I wouldn't have known. So wow. apparently, wow. you're. Uh, it's not going to hit showrooms floor. You have to special order it. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So cool. they're kind of just testing the market. My awesome. number four, the Joker. Whoa, I haven't seen that oh, yet. I haven't and seen I want to see it either. either. <laughs> I want to see it. Do I need another number four? Damn. No, that's a good one, though. No. From what I understand, that's a good one. But I've already I seen it twice. Wow. You've seen it twice? Wow. You know what, what I did the other day? I went on Sunday. I went to the movies by myself. 
yeah. and sat there and watched it for the yeah. second time. Wow. Wow. I love going to movies by myself. Yeah. Such yeah. a treat. I usually go to, uh, yeah. I, I, so I can't talk I about my number four. Well, we can talk about it. Or wait, <laughs> is there a spoiler that he, <laughs> I mean, it, are we going to, are we not you know going to believe that he turns into the Joker or not? Like, I, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Because I don't want to do that to you guys. But I mean, I don't wanna, we know that he's going to be the Joker, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he's actually going to become Batman? No, he's going to be the, the Joker. Joker. We yeah. know this. <laughs> we know everything. So that's a spoiler, right? We know this. That's not even a spoiler. We know. Yeah. But it, I, what like, I don't want to do is, this is what I hate. I hate someone giving me their, like, their projection on the movie. I hate it. It's the best movie ever. And then I go into it with expectations. Oh. I already have, I like, high expectations yeah. for this movie. I don't know whether or not you could elevate those expectations even more simply because, like, everyone, like, people are talking Oscar, fucking this and that, and fucking, you know, whatever. And Joaquin Phoenix is kind of a rad dude. Yeah, right? Joaquin Phoenix is, like, you know. He's a really cool dude. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, he played Johnny Cash before. All right. right. So yeah, right. he's rad. So let me see if I can replace my number. No, that's no, 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 no. We could just on. you could just move on to number three if <laughs> yeah. you want. All right, but yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. Moving yeah. on to number yeah. three. Uh, I've been waiting to watch that. Yeah. Shit. All right. So I guess this one's timely, or maybe like a day late. Uh, so yesterday was uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. Yes. Take, took place of Columbus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just started reading a people's history of the United States. I just just started it, so like in the first chapter, it's all about Columbus, right? <clears throat> and I mean, fuck, intense, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't need, probably don't need to get too much into that because it no, does no. get well, really. What's a highlight? Graphic. A highlight? Yeah, give me a highlight. Give me the most graphic thing. <laughs> Like the child so, sex rings and like child trading and yeah sex yeah it was they were doing all that stuff but the Arawak people mm. were who they had found they were the first people that um, Columbus found when he came here to um, what we know as North America he didn't even land here right mm. he landed like in the islands like Cuba Puerto Rico over there right. and so who was there were the Arawaks <clears throat> and he had all kinds of promises to Spain which were like I'm going to come back with all this gold mm-hmm. so he comes comes over with the Nina de Pinta and the Santa Maria right takes one of the ships dismantles it builds a fort takes the two ships back and go he leaves with the ship leaves like 500 guys behind who all end up getting slaughtered because they started messing with their women and all that stuff and trying to enslave everybody goes back to Spain convinces them like there's all this gold, so give me like a something to the effect of like uh, fifteen hundred more men and bunch seventeen more ships, or I forget what the numbers were. Comes back and still like no gold, but he then gets into a point to where he has to like start forcing people to look for the gold for him, and he sets up like a, a system where if you don't have a, like a necklace around your neck. And that means you haven't met like your duty or your quota. So he would just, he would, he would just walk up to you and just, you know, chop off a limb or something, right? Until they were going out and bringing back what the gold that he had been requesting from them. No gold over there, so they end up just turning to slavery. Right. Um, Damn. But eventually, I mean, you know, they brought their sickness, which wiped out like half of everyone. 
And then they had went through an Iron Age. So when they showed up, they showed up in like iron helmets, iron chest plates, muskets, and swords. Mm-hmm. And these guys walk up to them and they're like touching everything. They're touching the swords and cutting their hands because they're like, they had no clue. All they had were <coughs> like spears made out of um, cane mm-hmm. and stone arrowheads or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but even then, they weren't like, they were all part of like this giant network that went from like South America, what we know of as Mexico, mm-hmm. to like North America, to where like all the Sioux Indians and everything were. Mm-hmm. It was like this big, huge, giant trade circle. And they would fight, there would be inner fighting, but they weren't looking to like wipe each other out. Right. So in some tribes, they just had like wood and mallets where they would just beat each other up, but not kill each other because right. they knew they needed to survive off of each other's trading. But mm. then here come these Spaniards with, like, they're, they're saying that, like, you know, 500 men could completely control, like, an entire population just simply because of the technology that they had with them, you know. Right. <coughs> but I'm so, I'm so pr- proud of us, I don't. Maybe you guys know more, but I'm so proud that here in California, it's now Indigenous Peoples Day versus Columbus Day, because I grew up with Columbus Day. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. man, I feel. I mean, is it official? I mean, like, I, I. I don't know if it's official. But yeah. they call it that here. So. Yeah. 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 It's and not referred to as Columbus, Columbus Day, Day anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't think it's every state. I, I think I feel like I thought I heard it was like ten states do it or something, and that's it. Something like that, because you know. Yeah, there's some places that still uh, subscribe <laughs> to the Columbus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's still people. Yeah. There's yeah. still yeah. places that have Confederate flags up. So. Exactly. Yeah, you, know, you do. So that was my number three. Damn, that's a heavy three right there. Yeah, it is. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah, my number four is I'm gonna I'm gonna chop this up. Museo de los Pintores Oaxaqueños. So that's a museum in. Oaxaqueños, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Is that Oaxaca? <coughs> no, Oaxaca is Oaxaca. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was like a righteous name for it. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so this museum is one of what I believe to be like maybe five legs of a museum tour that I'm on right now. Oh, awesome. And oh, that's wow. where I'm currently showing right now at the, that museum. Nice. And what it is is art, Los Angeles artists that have Latin descent. Fantastic. Oh. Um, and I have one piece that was on loan from uh, the Ultimate Group, which is, do you guys know Zach De La Rocha? Yeah. The what, lead singer the, from yeah, the band. Rage. Yeah. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that family owns like a fairly large piece that um, they bar- the museum's borrowed and it's on tour. Oh, yours? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, and nice. then wow. uh, I have like another large piece that gallery has had in storage and they put that they lent the museums that as well and so those two pieces have been floating around and the last leg of it is in um tijuana oh cool Mm. and i think that's next year are you gonna go i want to go cool where's it at now oaxaqueños where's that i don't know oh okay (laughs) somewhere in mexico i got you in mexico it's a pretty big place, <laughs> though, but okay. It is a pretty big is place. That, would that be in the south? You have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Well, all right. We can't go to that then. What, yeah. other, what other artists are in the, the yeah. show? Yeah. 
Los Angeles artist with let Albert Reyes is he in Albert it? Reyes is he in it yeah oh cool I was uh, kind of saying that as a joke thinking he'd be left out but I'm glad he's in it I only know this as like I was when you asked me I was like that's who I was about to say because someone had posted some photos of my works from the show mm-hmm. and they also had posted some of his neon lights wait he does neon lights that's a different guy yeah, I think it's a different yeah, guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it must be a different Albert Reyes. Yeah, Albert Reyes does like drawings for the most part and uh, um, maybe some paintings, but uh, no neon lights. That's a different dude. What kind of, what describes some of his works? To oh, they, kind yeah. of folksy. Yeah, a little bit uh, folky. A little bit of a street art kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Kind of borrows it, from. Did he do like the peachy folders? Did he do no? Did he kind maybe. of re- recreate them? Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, I think he did. Did he do that? I feel like maybe, but I feel like that's somebody else too that might have did that. Actually, I think that's somebody else. I know he does. He did like somebody like, was famous for that, like well known for that. I don't think it was him. His most recent work, he's like doing like artwork on like the uh, blank side of book covers. And, yeah, and but that. he does like sometimes it's a little bit of social commentary. Sometimes it's just uh, celebrities that he'll he likes or dislikes, and he'll draw them and. Stuff like that. I don't know if it's the same guy. I kind of feel like it's I not the same guy. I think it is. Really? Well, I did not know Albert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's hope it is. Let's hope it's Albert Reyes, our buddy. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We love him. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's a great one. That's cool. It's gonna suck if it's not. It's okay. <laughs> well, he'll he'll understand. If he's he been did. he's been left out before. So. Uh, so, but he's yeah. the guy I'm thinking of. Has kind of like. Uh, Solid. He has like writing sometimes in his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does neon. Neon lights. Wow. Like he'll do neon and then do paintings under it. I don't know about that, but okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, who yeah, knows? I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I can't. Like, you know. I can't pretend to know everything about Albert, but he listens to this podcast religiously. Oh. <laughs> he's probably listening live right now, but he's not commenting. Usually, he would send a comment. But Albert Ray is. It is a little early. Disculpame. Yeah, it's a little early. That's true. So, That's true. true. <laughs> All right, and my number five is uh, the launch of Year of Atomic Bird. Yeah, that's well. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show because you know <laughs> you. I, I saw your your show at uh, Mar- at KP Projects, aka Mary Karnowski Gallery. Yeah, congrats. You know, I haven't seen you. it yet. Yeah, it's a beautiful show. Thank you very I much. F- I thought it was really interesting because it was. I mean, I, I w- when I think of your work, I always think of you using kind of a lot more subdued colors, and this show was very bright and vibrant and, like, really kind of fun in the um, <clears throat> kind of palettes that you chose, you know? I thought those subdued colors were still there, oh, yeah, but they, no, I made sure that there was definitely, like, bright colors. Yeah. That was a very deliberate thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids this, are all about the bright colors these days, you yeah. know? So. <laughs> like this guy, my trusty phone, helped me achieve that. Hmm. So, because I did, you know, it took like a year and a half to put the show together. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. What is a phone? Wait, you mean just from looking at other art and stuff like that? Or? No, so I'll, so in the year and a half, it, the show is like almost like 40 pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of work and some of them are pretty big. And yeah. I wrap them up and I put them away. But as I finish a piece, I would take a photo then I would create a gallery just on my art, on my phone. And so it allowed me, every time I finished a piece, to step back and on my phone look at like all the colors 
And so whatever was missing, I would make sure the next piece was mm. filling in the gaps. Oh. So I was oh, constantly, shit. like, constantly, like, and, I, and I'll show you guys real quick. Please. Like a good example of. Yeah. So this is, these are all my albums, right? Right. Do you showing this us one the, yeah, go ahead. Command Z. Yeah. Then I scroll. And oh, this yeah. This is my entire show. So it just allows me to like go like, oh, there's in the show. I don't have enough pink. I don't have enough teal. I already have I too see. much teal. Wow. So you kind of you can compare all the photos, uh, all the artworks almost in one quick look without yeah. having to bring all the art out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like a constant a survey. I'm yeah. constantly looking at the show from afar. Because um, my colors, like, yeah, they are subdued because my base is um, black, burnt umber, mm -hmm. red. And then it goes off from there. Right. right. Yeah. So that, like, almost every single painting, those are, like, my layers, my mm -hmm. underpainting. Um, and I didn't want the entire show to be just muted colors like that. I wanted some brightness. Because right. I'm, like, I'm also, m a lot of my early art, and even till now, my inspiration comes from Mexico. Right. Specifically TJ. In that um, they... It's just ugly over there, but it's a beautiful ugly. Mm. Like you go down there and there's houses that are painted like just the crazy ugliest sea foam green. <laughs> it's really like garish half colors. Half of it is split white on top and then the green on the bottom. And but it's all old and it's all weathered over and it has like a bunch of old political posters or murals on top mm. layered over. And and so I used to go over there a lot as a kid. And it just, you know, it always stuck with me. Mm. And so that's kind of what I'm mimicking. But Oh, cool. Are, are they still, I mean, when's the last time you've been to Tijuana? <coughs> I don't remember. Oh, okay. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. But I school a lot when I was yeah. a kid. I've, yeah. I've been there a few times, too, as a kid. I never went, like, as an adult to see donkey shows or whatever. I, did you ever do that? I, no. Yeah, I never once did that. Like, it's almost like this myth, all myth, but I guess it's real. But no, I just went as a kid and uh, with parents, and it was just like, we're going there for the day. You yeah. know, like a, like a trip, day trip to Tijuana, going to mm -hmm. another country. Mm. Yeah. I used to go to... <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm providing, like, sad commentary to this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. But I used to go over there and help and feed families in the dumpster that lived in the the trash dumpsters Whoa. like we're like the um like the city would just pile up all their trash right so these families would go down there and pick from the trash and build cardboard homes out of it oh shit yeah wow. heavy like heavy stuff uh -huh. I remember giving a kid i was going through just like toys that I, we had brought down and i gave a kid like all that was left the kid came really late and all that was left was this barbie tall leg and I pulled it out of the bag and I was like oh I'm so sorry this, that's all that's left and she was just like please I want that so bad wow heavy wow yeah so Damn. your family <laughs> used to do a lot of humanitarian work no just me I would go and oh. yeah when I was a little kid in high school mm -hmm. no just something that I had fell into so we'd go down and like stay at um, missionary like outposts and wow you know, but I actually, the last time I was there um, was to go skate because I have a skate park in Mexico. Awesome. Like just the crudest, gnarliest skate park you can imagine. <laughs> it was just 
put together in the worst ways, but fun. Yeah. Well, so, okay. The atomic bird. Yes. He said, hi, (laughs) wanted to come. (laughs) I was like, sorry. I was like, you have a show right now. Mm -hmm. You need to stay at the gallery. (laughs) And it is what it is. So what, what what is the atomic bird? Like, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, uh, this symbolism, metaphor, et cetera. You know, <coughs> birds are always great, you know, yeah. symbols. So what, what what is, if you don't mind me asking, like, Not at all. why? So the, well, the atomic bird is a bird that lives inside of a bomb. Okay. An emptied out, hollowed bomb. And how that happened was that there was, and this is all my fiction that I've been writing up. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this tribe of birds. Mm -hmm. They're all different species. Mm -hmm. And what they do, their job, the thing that's inherent in them is they fly up into the air and they catch bombs before they've dropped and detonated over villages. Mm. These bombs, they kill people, right? Mm. By the thousands the point and so their thing is they they go up catch them midair and they take them back to like the village and they hollow them out bore them out rip out all like the atomic stuff that bad energy mm-hmm. and they fill them with them love um what it essentially means it's about uh relationships mm-hmm. so many years ago 10, 15 years ago, whatever, when I wanted to start making art, I knew that I needed to make it as, I wanted to make it as personal as possible. Mm-hmm. As, because, it, you know, I was listening to you guys talk the other day and how derivative the art can be mm. in general. Right. And that's really hard to get away from. Yes. However, because I can paint a bomb and make it look all rusty and old and dilapidated or whatever. Sure. And it will always be compared to something that someone else is seeing. If I paint a robot, it doesn't matter. Mm. It will always compare it to something that someone else is seeing. What's different is my personal story. That's what makes my art unique, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. My experiences, because sure. no one's walked in my shoes. Right. And so I knew that, like, I need to tell this personal story. And what I'm going to paint is just the things that I'm attracted to, because I'm an 80s kid, essentially. Mm. So I grew up around things that looked cool, like Star Wars, like they were the king of making things look old and cool and mm-hmm. rusted over and stuff like that. Um, so back to what I was trying to talk about, like what the story is talking about is a really bad, horrible, horrible split in a relationship that I had that lasted like, I think, 16 years. Mm. <clears throat> and that person that I had split from... Uh, was trying to drop bombs on me, mm. like on a daily basis. And I won't get too personal as to, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But these bombs were full of hate. And I knew that to preserve my humanity, that I, because that's how relationships work. Someone drops a bomb on you, then you drop a bomb on them. Right. And it's just, it turns, it's perpetual. And it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and it gets nastier. I just knew that I wanted to defuse that that's funny. Mm-hmm. And not respond in the same way. I wanted to be the bird that just rips out all the hate and just fills it with love. Mm. So my response was never, I'm going to throw a bomb back at you. 
I'm just going to tell you I love you. Not for your sake, but for my sake. Because I wanted to go home and like rest and just know that despite how horrible this person was being, that I treated that human with respect and mm. that I showed them love. And it gave me peace because I also saw that my kids were looking at me as well. And I wanted to be that example for them. Mm. And so that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like if you were to go through the show and look at, because there's like m- bottles which are represent Molotov cocktails, there's um, uh, numbers and all that stuff. It's just a big co- accumulation of years and years of collecting symbolism in my work. Mm-hmm. And so it's just taking all the stories and just kind of mixing it in. And if we were to like go through it, it would really kind of start talking about like my dad and his history with actually going to war and fighting and then coming back here and telling me not to go to war because he, he went like in the eighties, he went to Nicaragua Mm -hmm. and he left us and left us a tape and told us how to like behave with each other because he didn't think he'd make it back. Mm. He made it back physically, mm. but he didn't make it back emotionally. Mm. He, we lost my dad, but he came back physically and he's just a different person. But he made me promise not to go to war because he brought us over here or raised us over here so that we can use our talents and our gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was painting about war is my way of fighting, but using my gifts. Sure, yeah. sure. Now, that's interesting. Uh, like, you know, the... Um the idea of, um, you know, like I, 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 I think, you know, when I, when I was looking at the work, I, I obviously like, you know, have my own understanding of, you know, symbolism and sure. metaphor and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I wasn't quite sure what message I, I got from it. You know, I, I thought the paintings were beautiful Thanks. and very interesting. I especially love the huge one, the ones on, on, mm-hmm. on the back right wall. Uh, definitely left an impression on me um but like you know the idea of you know it's kind of like reappropriating weapons you know that i guess were you know used against you you know and turning them into yeah you know um something you know the exact opposite of their original intent yeah so something funny happened with the show so the whole intent was like I'm going to paint this show about Atomic Bird and all his homies and what, like a glimpse into what it looks like when bombs are being thrown and they're catching them midair and all this stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. And I started asking myself all these questions. Well, if they're a community, then what does it look like when a bird catches like a big bomb? And what does it look like when they celebrate each other? What does it look like when they need to feed and then I paint all this stuff and I answer all these questions and I look back and I step back and I go, oh, shoot, I'm painting about something more. Mm. And that more is about my fascination with just culture in general. I like process. Mm. Um, the best, uh, not the best, but one example that I have, two examples that I have. One is I've been, I went to three Armenian weddings. And have you guys ever been to an Armenian wedding? No. no. The best. The food, <laughs> the food is, it's insane. I wouldn't um, doubt it. Yeah, sounds, do you guys like great. kebabs and stuff? Sure. Oh, yeah. 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 It's an endless, endless servings of just, it's almost, <laughs> it's too much. It's gluttonous almost. Oh. 
But when you're at like the the actual wedding where like they're doing this cultural process, the priest is speaking in Armenian and he's holding up like this cup and he's walking around this altar. I don't know what he's saying. I don't get it. I just know it's beautiful. And I know that it's something that had been passed down from generation to generation. And that's part of their culture. And I love that stuff. Mm. Another example is, do you guys know who Dead Can Dance is? Yeah. Yeah. They're playing in <coughs> L.A. soon. Got my tickets. Nice. They're um, on 480 Records. Yeah. Yep. I saw them, jeez, when was it? 1996, 585, when they, I don't remember. Anyways. I've seen them almost every time they've played in L.A. That's awesome. Wow. Love that band. So they have a song called Yolunga, mm-hmm. and the music video for it, it's beautiful. It's just cut after cut of different cultures celebrating. And, like, in one instance, it's, what looks like Turkish men in their white dresses and they're just spinning and the dresses plume out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. yeah, and then it cuts to a bunch of like what look like African men and women with beautifully adorned beaded headdresses and all they're doing is bouncing up and down. Then it cuts to like another culture and they're doing their thing and I think it's fascinating. Yeah. We're, as a people, we're so diverse and we're so colorful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... In this show, uh, I wanted to talk, I wanted to like answer, like make up this culture. And what does it look like when like one bird, he's, um, before the birds go out and they go on the hunt, he kind of get, he does like the blessing of the hunt. And I'm sorry for the people at home that aren't no, going to be able show, to. We could put it on, uh, put it, uh, you know, show it on the camera too. Hopefully you will so read. Yeah. So he's he's doing like the blessing. Uh, it's beautiful of the mm-hmm. hunt where he has like his chalice yeah. and he's. Why don't we? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll try it. Yeah, I got it. Let me know if it's there. How's it? Yeah, uh, it hasn't gone there yet. <laughs> we're, you know, we're like we have a delay, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, he's looking okay. Is yeah. It, is it showing? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Am I holding oh, yeah. it right? You are. Okay. You can go, you can go closer. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So, so he has a, this bombs letting out a bunch of incense, and he's swinging it, and he's blessing all the birds before they they head up. He's wow. like this high priest in a sense. And in another case, there's a there's a, a large bird sitting on top of a um, of a bomb that he had just caught. Yeah. And he's kind of pers- they're doing a procession. Through yeah. town, celebrating him and showing him off. Yeah, and so that's what this culture of birds do. But there's, I mean, they do that in different places anyway, too, right? Like they do have processions are like a yeah. very big deal in yeah. places like Spain, you know. Yeah, and, and totally. Not like Madrid, but other smaller cities do it. Yeah, you know, with like crazy like sculptures and whatnot. It's yeah. wild. I've seen pictures and people who have gone, but yeah, and, and it, I think sure. it, in a way, it like it makes me jealous in a way that I wish like Spain is a good example. Like I wish we had like the throwing of the tomatoes and <laughs> like the climbing of the human pyramids. Like I wish we had, I, I was talk, joking with someone and I guess like our versions of that would be like everyone gathers together and watches football on a Sunday, but I don't like football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. I, I wish we had our, I wish we had the things, but we're just so young yeah. as a culture. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where the have, only yeah. things that I have that are cultural are from my family that that's been handed down from our Latino other other culture. other than that that looks completely bizarre is stuff like Burning Man you know where you're like oh my god look at that weird car they made or, <laughs> or that crazy tank that like has got like this big sculpture on it right yeah but then all that I don't know what it means and it's just made for a certain amount of people uh, and just, it, you know I think it's, it's, it's like a, well Burning Man's just kind of yeah, it's, it, it kind of pulls out cultural ideas from you know der- derivative of sure. you know other. But it's like techno too, and sometimes it's electronic. And then I see like I just seen crazy like it just pictures. I'm like that is crazy. Well, I, you know, I was just thinking that a lot of these kind of like the the things that you're talking about, Johnny, are like kind of rooted in, in a lot of you know old religious practices. Yeah. Right. Like so. Like you know. Um, taking into or it's like, the opposite. It's not religious, but it's like some pagan thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I mean, like religion is, I yeah. mean, including paganism yeah. or non, you know, like top three religions of yeah. the the world kind of stuff. Well, I mean, like even say, like you know, in Japan, like they have like certain festivals where like they have like guys carrying like those gigantic. Yeah, what the know, fuck is that, that? crazy they, thing? Yeah, I know. You know yeah, like, yeah. And, that's um, crazy. It's like the dragon dance. Is that that's religious? Yeah, like yeah. A, that, that's a Chinese thing that's kind of um, inspired by. I'm not even sure what. I don't know, but it's rad. Religion, yeah, yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. like you know, the so, drumming and yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'm sure they have something in Korea that I just. If yeah, only just, Korea like did just go animation, I would probably fucking know about yeah. it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. You know, or, you I don't know. want us to lose that stuff, and I want yeah. us to celebrate that stuff. <coughs> yeah. Well, they'll celebrate it where they're at. We just have to figure out our own. Yeah. It develops over time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there are things here, I think, that are just, but it, it is just by different ethnicities and different groups and pockets in L.A. They do shit, but, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just might not know everything. Right. Know, but, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but okay. So now I'm I'm kind of curious, like what, like obviously, like most people who are like you know working as artists now have been doing some form of art all their lives, right? Yeah. But like, you know, um, you went to art school. Nope. No. What did you? Oh, I, I kind of figured you'd be like a. You know, art center kid or something like that. You I, know? I worked for art center. I've worked for them before, oh. but I didn't go to art school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. were you from? You're from Southern Cal. Yeah, I was born yeah. in L.A. Yeah. Oh, so what? what okay, I, I'm. I, don't know. I, I, I figured you went to art school too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh man, I'm surprised. I yeah. wish I did. Yeah. And if I joke about like if I won the lottery tomorrow. I would go to art school. <laughs> I would, I'm being serious. Yeah. I would stop working and just spend like the next ten years just and learning stuff. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. But but so I didn't go to school because I uh, it's my personality. Mm. Like a uh, good example, I was I was on the mat and was doing some jujitsu and this guy higher belt like three belts higher than me. When was this? A while ago, then. Like 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay. Goes neon belly, underhooks my arm, spins around, and arm bars me. <laughs> okay. I tap real fast. Japanese guy, too. Big, little buff guy. We reset. He does the exact same thing. He must have done it, no joke, 10 times in a row. 
the exact same movement and I fell into it every time. And on the 11th time, I was like, okay, I got it. And I stopped him and he could never do it again. And that's, that's my way of learning. I, right. need, I need to touch it. Oh, this sounds really strange. Everything that I know about art, I invented it. Mm. No one sat with me and taught <coughs> me. Like, I invented it, and I know how I got there, and I know why I got there. Right. But, and it took me, I'm still learning. Yeah. Like, I'm excited, because I already started working on my next body of work, mm-hmm. and I started, I'm going to take everything I learned and apply it to that. And I know that in the next two years, I'm going to learn even more. But I also recognize that one, two, three, four semesters would have gotten me what it took me (laughs) five to 10 years to learn. (laughs) But I needed to have some form of ownership over that. And that's my personality. Sure. I don't recommend anyone do that. Mm -mm. I have kids and I want them desperately to go to school. Mm -hmm. But if it's in them to have to take that route, then means you just have to work harder so how long have you been like a showing kind of like artist i haven't done the math yet i don't know i just know like i could give you an idea yeah an idea like um i know exactly how long i've been showing for but like i don't know like projects bose projects right first gallery oh wow that's where started showing so that's like that's you're kind of you're it was that twelve years ago? Roughly. Yeah, yeah. That's like that. He's Bo kind of started doing stuff around. He started project Maybe stuff less. like in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, and then like he kind of got his gallery in wash off of his old gallery off of Washington Boulevard, like maybe like two thousand seven. Maybe maybe earlier than that. Maybe two thousand six. I think. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Like, mm. you know, I I started basically showing in two thousand and three. You know, at Carnival Flower, and then I did Gallery in '88, and then I, you know, yeah. um, you know, kind of, you know, got one, got to Copro Gallery, and then eventually Corey Holford, and I, you know, did stuff with Bo and Think Space, but like, you know. same same trajectory for me. Right. Um, so I would probably put myself like a few years after you, for sure. Not mm. when you started. Mm. You were before me for sure. You and Thomas. Yeah, your work has evolved <laughs> so much more <laughs> than mine. <laughs> yeah, that's wh- hence we thought you went to art school and, yeah. and all these techniques came from art school. Yeah, because like, I mean, like, you know, you, you still, your, your work, I mean, like, not to, to lump you in, but like, you know, uh, you know, your, your work has the same kind of general, like, aesthetic of like the Jeff Soto's and Nathan Oda's and which is a very art center kind of like look where you know you're kind of mixing typographic elements with very tight illustrative you know kind of mm-hmm. painterly elements you know and then like some like you know textured kind of mm-hmm. like stuff going on in there and you know I mean like it I mean I hope it isn't offensive. But yeah, like, it, I mean, looks, it looks schooled. It looks very schooled yeah. and it looks very like you're using like the techniques that you would learn in a uh, institution like sure. an art center. Well, I would like to think that I'm highly educated, just not formally trained. Mm-hmm. I'm informally trained. Right. Sure. And if I'm doing like graphic elements, um, I started painting because I was designing for 
I think 15 years into my professional career as a designer. Mm-hmm. Like graphic designer? Uh-huh. Ah, okay. Mm. Yeah. Just like Luke. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, was at Disney and almost fresh out of high school. I don't know how that happened. I caught lightning in the bottle and stayed there and that kind of just opened up everything for me. And 15 years into it, I started losing my mind. Like I think I had a, like a nervous breakdown in a way mm. and I, I needed to um, do something analog with my hands. And so I knew I needed to paint. So, yeah. Here you are painting. Did, I remember That's awesome. Didn't we talk about like doing signage, a sign painting before a while ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that? used to. I did actually go to school for sign painting. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Like the like the fan like the fancy yes like yeah of, yeah. yeah like yeah how well, long, how long ago was that was um, that before you started doing like you know like that was like fresh that was like 1993. Oh, oh. that was a while wow. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at in Pasadena at PCC. Mm-hmm. That a pretty kick-ass sign department. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Took it for a few years, and and then I was also taking typography. I don't. I mean, all my teachers were from Art Center. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so was this after di- the Disney stuff, or is that? No, I tried to go to school for like um, a year and a half, maybe, mm-hmm. and then I knew someone at Disney that needed help, mm-hmm. so I went in and I worked there for two days, and at the end of like I worked. Went in on a Thursday, and at the end of the day on Friday, the guy, the producer was like, you should just stay. Like, go, like, don't go back to your job on Monday. Just stay here. Wow. And so wow. I stayed. So this producer, mind you, I'm, I think, 18, mm-hmm. 19. <clears throat> he used to throw wild parties at his house. Mm. Drugs and just, you name it, crazy-ass parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but he had a computer <laughs> 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 with a graphics program on it. So every time we threw a party, I would like, can I just sit down? And, and so I would just go to those parties and play on his computer wow. and just learn how to render and stuff. And so he knew that. And so when they needed some help, um, they were they were in a, a department that was five people deep. It was mm. just five people. Wow. Um, uh, and their job was to learn about this thing, this new thing called the internet. Mm. And so he needed some help. So he brought me in and they were, they were stoked with what I was doing and they asked me to stay and I stuck around for like, I think a good four years. And that's where I learned everything. Cause a lot of the guys that were there were like former professors that we started hiring on. And so I would go in early to work and they would start teaching me like 3d and, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's not rocket science. Ro- um, you know, it was easy to pick up. I just had like the concepts and I had, oh, I always talk about like, I don't, I don't mean to like play down or diminish like art school and teachers and what they teach is super important and uh, much needed for like the career of a young artist. Right. Um, and I apologize if I'm taking what you learn in four years into like one simple sentence, but it just comes down to making cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I think that, you know, the, you know, I mean, art school is not for everyone. Yeah. 
you know, some people. Dude, school's not for everyone. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Unless you're like, you know, an Asian person who wants to be in good standing with their parents. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, but the thing is, is that like. Um, well, uh, even me, I, my brothers and sisters who have master's degrees and mm-hmm. my dad was, had like five degrees. Yeah. Like, and he was a perpetual student. And so, you know, they're all looking at me going like, you're doing nothing with your life. You're not going to school. What are you doing? What's going on? And so once I got the job at Disney, it was like, it was super badass to go home and basically like show them a paycheck that was like double than what they were making. Mm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So you did that for 15 years. Before I broke down and started painting, uh-huh. and, and I still do it. Yeah, I've just managed to um, stay sane by one, I'm painting, and then two, anytime we're like in the brainstorming session, and we say like, "All right, well, what are we gonna do for this client, and how should we answer these questions?" And I'm always like, "Paint a mural," and so I've had a chance to. Are you still work at Disney, or do stuff there? Is that what you said? Yes is, and mean, no. is that what we meant? Like, you know, that that you're balancing your sanity with by working, um, doing design and um computer related stuff by also painting. Is that what you're suggesting by Yeah always? Well, I'm always looking for ways to bring my painting into work. Okay. I see. Yeah. So i I I'll go on stretches at work where I won't even touch the computer and sometimes I'll just I'll paint at work. That'll be part of my job. Mm. Because we'll manage to convince a client to allow us to paint a mural mm. for like Nine Inch Nails. We'll right. fly out to London and paint a mural over there and then another mural for them in L.A. off of Melrose. And so stuff like that gets to happen once in a while. And so it's special for me. Wow. Is it under your own name or is it just you're doing exactly what the client wants? Sometimes it's under my name and sometimes it's yeah. what the client wants. We've even like, for example, for like Spider-Man. I forget which one, but we had Andrew Ham, Ikundayo, Mike Alvarez all go out and in charge of their own teams around the U.S. Um, doing graffiti on the street, trying to convince the players that were taking part in this campaign that we did for Spider-Man that they were doing something illegal. Uh-huh. And so, like, Andrew Ham was in charge of taking this group and <laughs> pulling up in a van with stencils and convincing them that the wall that they were about to tag on was just some wall that he just found and <laughs> we need to like put up our Spider-Man stencil here. But the truth was that like all that stuff had been paid for and okayed and <laughs> what the <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this a the animated movie or No. Oh, it was early Spider-Man. Oh, early, ago. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. So Andrew was in on it, but the other guys didn't know. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. my God. So I wonder if how, how long did it take for them to figure it out? You know, or the artists are these, to this day going, oh, my God, all those stencils we did was bullshit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. I don't think they cared. No, probably not. Because it's still pretty badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're pulling up in a van, racing and stopping really quick. Door flies open. Everyone has gloves on and putting it up stencils spray painting and just getting in and driving off it's fun cool <laughs> well i'm sure if it, that uh, 
something like that. If it was done in front of a, you know, a police, a, a law enforcement, you know, personnel, you know, it would, it would be suspicious looking, right? <laughs> well, in, uh, <laughs> in one scenario, there was a cop nearby, mm-hmm. and I think he was well aware of it being legal, uh. <laughs> and so I think the players were like. Why isn't he doing anything? Like this? <laughs> Why is he letting us tag this wall? It's funny though. Um, from just being on the neighborhood council in like this district, I know that for example, traffic, like a traffic cop, like you know who pulls you over for speeding or running a stop sign, at any given moment, there's only one. So there's thirty thousand people in this district. There's only one traffic policeman uh, driving around in a car. That's it. I mean, there are other police cars. They're going to and from to do something different or they're doing, you know, they have a different task. But actually, just for traffic, there's only one. So, for example, in a meeting where the police comes, um, you know, I'm like, we're saying, oh, you know, there's a problem here. The stop sign, everyone keeps running it. And the police, the the officers there is going, do you realize there's only one of us who can actually, you know, be, you know, so we can't send more people. There's only one on the road. So if you get a ticket while driving, more than likely you're very unlucky. So... Having a police person bust you for graffiti actually is probably pretty slim, like in the act, unless somebody calls the police and they come. But just for a police person to just drive by and goes, oh, shit, they're doing graffiti, probably is now, right now, harder than ever to basically get busted for that because hmm. there's you, just not many policemen r- around. You know, they're just they're so stretched that there's they're not they're not on the road. Do you hear what he's saying to you right now? Do you get the message? <laughs> yeah, because I hear. I I think I understand yeah, what yeah. you're trying to tell me yeah. right now. Yeah. So you can speed. You can kind of ro- roll stop that stop sign, and if you get caught, you're the unlucky one. And you can like paint up walls. You know, it, it's there's just not enough police officers out there, and yeah, there's only one patrolman. Uh, at yeah, any the given odds moment. the odds are in your favor. Really high, but you know, of course, if yeah. you if someone calls the police, they're going to come. So you're, then you better be ready. But if no one's going to call and you're just completely, no, man, it's it's, it's, that, golden. it's, it's kind of fucked up, you know? To, to, I, I wish I didn't know that, but that's what I've, I've heard that repeatedly at meetings where I'm like, why aren't there more police here? And they're just like, there's just one person. That's why. Like, uh, you know, at any given moment on the road. That's this it. is fucking West Los Angeles, man. We're not talking about, yeah, like, know. you know, like. Yeah, looking, I know what you mean. You know, yeah, yeah. Like less affluent areas. We're talking about like I'm not talking you know. about Ballin Park or Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know how many are out there, but there's just one out here, and that's not enough. Even uh, for you here. know, I guess. Well, you know, that I think. I mean, like, I mean, like West Los Angeles isn't necessarily known for as being a high crime area. Oh, there's uh, petty crime is huge out here, right? right? Gigantic, like people breaking into cars. It's all the fucking time. Yeah, every like the day. Police don't do shit for that here. No, but they won't bust anybody in the act or even see possibly see them. Impossible because there's only one. So basically, if you want to steal a car stereo, you have a high probability of getting away with it. Yeah. Wait, but you were complimenting them earlier. Uh, the detectives and the detectives, but the, they're in the office, like they're not out. You know, yeah, they're not. So they're trying to solve the crime, so they're yeah. pretty good at it. But you've got to, you know, make a police report. Well, here's the thing: like even after you <laughs> made stuff. that police report to the, about that one guy who sh- shoplifted, they're not going to send someone over to fucking not. that. No, nope. no, no. They already told me that. They said, no, you know, nothing's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, I know nothing's going to happen, but this person's threatening to sue me, so I need to file a police report to make it official that he committed a crime that you know about it, you know? And they're just like, oh, I see. So they, because they said that, for example, people break into people's houses, yeah. right? To, to burglarize it. They get injured in the house. Like they fall through a skylight or something. They sue the homeowner. Like yeah. Burglars actually sue the homeowner for things that have happened 
while they're trying to steal from them. And I see he said where that, this is going. This show crazy. is going right it's now. It's crazy. No, no, okay. <laughs> I can let's, let's, go, let's go back to I love, everybody. <laughs> let's go back to love. If I'm going <laughs> to... Love, dude. No, this is these, educational. I'm, I'm, I this need, is a little bomb. Let's defuse this bomb you know, <laughs> and, and turn it into love. You know, let's, let's put it the other way. Yeah, let's defuse this here. We're good. Anyway. Well, I know one of the things that Eric has, uh, you know, likes to mention when it comes to you is that you're just an ass-kicking machine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think... I would describe it different, but uh, yeah, it's, you're a black belt in jujitsu for a while, right? Well, at least five years, correct? Maybe a while. I think I'm on my fifth year. Fifth year? Yeah. See, I, I, I can remember it because I'm afraid. Because um, I remember you were a brown belt before that, and I was like, oh, brown belt's fucking badass. That's eight years at least of training, unless you have some fast track to get there, right? That's Normally, it's nine. Yeah? Okay, see. Because then it's the shortest year, and then you get your, on the on average everybody's different mm-hmm. then you get your belt at 10 year yeah which is the longest belt to get in mm-hmm. any martial art some people get it in 15 years some people get it that are phenoms in four years sure but like 10 BJ, is the B, average bj pen or something BJ right? Penn really got it fast. And i believe under four yeah first american yeah yeah very quick but uh yeah no i know you do jujitsu which is um i mean there's a lot of hotheads that do jujitsu from like my time of doing it but you're like the opposite. You're really calm. And I realized, oh, you're a teacher. You have nothing to prove in that way, I think. But I've met so many that are blue belts that just want to fight. Like, you know, when I was doing jiu-jitsu, the blue belts would talk about the weekend of fighting. Like, I went to this bar, and I uh, did this thing, and I ripped his arm apart. And I was like, oh, no. Like, that's what I'm, That's where I'm at, you know? And there's blue belts just bragging about how they just destroyed somebody who knew nothing. Like, really unfair, right? I, I have so many speeches. When I would teach. Yeah, it's a bummer. So I would be bummed. I'm a white yeah. belt, and I'd just be like, oh, man, why am I here, you know? <laughs> just, here's one of my speeches. It's basically like, you come here because you want to learn self-defense. You want to learn how to kick someone's ass. But if you stick around, because typically, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm going to just throw it out there, but I think it's 70% drop off at blue belt. Or, or maybe, I think it's higher. Yeah. I think a bunch just drop out a white belt like me. So, and it's <laughs> yeah. it's hard to get beyond that. So if you were to see it through into your purple, into your brown, you would realize that it's no longer about I want to be good at self defense or I I became good at kicking ass. You realize that you become good at running away, because that's what I'm good at. That's what I've learned. Sure. Is that I'm good at running away. Because the last thing I want to do is deal with a lawyer and going to court. And frankly, like, I don't want to hurt someone. Like, it, it would be the worst. I, like, if I'm going to get into a fight, I wouldn't want their credentials. I would want to know that they're, like, pretty skilled and it would be a fair match. But I don't want to fight someone that, like, <laughs> there would be no honor in that. It would be, it's... I won't talk about me. I'll just talk about my friends. <laughs> but their, their ability, guys that train a lot, their ability to like... So I used to be in... I was at this academy. And it was very like a... <clears throat> you would get in like a random guy coming in. Sometimes 6'4", buff. You're like, hey, I heard you guys do jiu-jitsu here. I want to see what's up. And challenge. And sometimes it would 
they would look at me and go like, well, you're almost kind of like the enforcer, so go, <laughs> go fight. Right. And sometimes the guy that would come in would be like five, five, not too big, but you know, a man, full grown man and go, oh, I want to challenge this jujitsu <laughs> thing. I want to see what you got. And I remember one day the professor, he pointed to one of the smallest girls in the academy and goes, all right, your turn. You deal with him. And that was the most demoralizing thing I had ever seen. Because <laughs> she steps up, and this grown man is like, please. Like, he, he was like, no, give me a man. I want, like, so, you know, I want a real challenge. And we're like, no, she'll give you a challenge. And she proceeded to just destroy this guy. And mind you, she was like maybe in 10th grade. Wow. Yeah. She was 100 pounds maybe. Does it happen a lot? Do, like, people just walk up the street like, I'm here to... Challenger Dojo or whatever. At one of the academies I was at, it happened more than you'd... Oh, my gosh. More than you'd realize. That's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be happening less now. I I assume by now, like, for martial arts, I mean, everyone knows what... People have to believe in jujitsu at this point, that that it's like you you can't know nothing and just go against a jujitsu guy and expect something good to happen. Right? You... You would think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like we were talking earlier. Yeah. I mean, you, know. you can't fight in the UFC without knowing jiu-jitsu. Yeah, for sure Or not. at least having some form of ground game. Yeah, absolutely not. And a lot of times if you watch a UFC match and no one goes to the ground, and then someone that doesn't know anything will say, see, no jiu-jitsu. And I said, no, it's because they both know jiu-jitsu that it didn't go to the ground because they both know that what would, what would happen if they go to the ground. So they're on purpose. They're staying on their feet. Sure. Because they're trying to keep that from happening. Yeah. Because no one wants to go to the ground with that Gracie. Yeah. Absolutely He's not. the last guy they would. Yeah. No way Cub would go to the yeah. ground with him. Absolutely not. He would destroy him on the ground. Yeah. If it was just rolling around. Yeah. It'd be awful. Yeah. It's weird, too, because um, it's a sport, but there's so many levels to it. I mean, there's black belts that aren't the same as other black belts, and there's like... Yeah, no you know? one's created equal. Yeah, it's completely no it's completely interesting. Yeah, it's some weird. Some have gotten black belt because they've won an ADCC and they can get it within four years. I mean, BJ Penn. Yeah, I don't know like what awarded him specifically the black belt, but he beat a Gracie as a purple belt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As a little kid. Yeah. And that's what propelled him to get it so fast. And it was all like learning from a garage and watching videos yeah. and stuff. It's just crazy. But are you still teaching? Are you doing that still? No, but I taught on, I taught a little bit on Sunday. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Are you going to get back to that now that the show's done and you have time? Or I don't want to teach anymore. No, I, just okay. wanna, <laughs> I am going to get back to jiu-jitsu. I had uh-huh. to like take a break mm-hmm. from jiu-jitsu because everything suffers. I have so many like loves in my life. And when I'm in like show mode, everything suffers unfortunately i think that's what happens to a lot of artists right oh, yeah. it's just it, it encapsulates your life yeah. everything right yeah. oh yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens when i because i've got a show in march and that's just literally right <laughs> around the fucking corner yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know i never I, I haven't started i mean and so i wonder yeah. what's going to happen with the podcast oh like, no we might have to skype it oh you well, know all right we'll figure it out <laughs> um, so i know you did also did funny um funny i don't know if it's funny artist jujitsu days right where you get a lot of artists and they're i see them wearing geese and stuff i'm like oh my god what is going on here yeah so it's really interesting it seems like you do it once a year 
it used to be once a year. Yeah. So we would, and you were invited when Sorry. we were doing them. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was started with, between myself, Mike Maxwell, Deffer. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember who else was there at the first one. Just, just looks the, the, the you know the jujitsu so always it's always got this ending photo where everyone's kind of like you know it's like a posed like class photo yeah always love those that's and our this, favorite thing to do oh, <laughs> <yeah>. and <laughs> after then, every match yeah and I see Aaron Woes <laughs> in it I'm like whoa he's there he mm-hmm. was doing it you know? she was there yeah. the day that Andrew Hem went too oh cool I just mm-hmm. saw that picture and I'm like you know Aaron Woes is so like recognizable that I mm-hmm. I saw that picture and I'm like oh shit because everyone awesome. knows everybody like. Yeah. What's different about jiu-jitsu is that it's very, it, has, it carries a culture with it. Yeah. A very cool culture. Mm. So there's jiu-jitsu brands like AP or Shoya Roll that will commission a lot of these artists like Duffer and do like really neat um, clothing rash collaborations yeah. and rash guards. Sure. And, um, you know, murals at, you know, Art Basel. And so it's, very connected to counterculture mm. so in turn and they're from guam and or a lot of guys that play jiu-jitsu from hawaii as well yeah. and so in turn everybody knows everybody yeah right yeah it's interesting so, and ruka was a big that's a big jiu-jitsu thing too because of the owner of that company right yeah pm owns the owner also has like a, a full-blown dojo or academy inside of Oh, I went. The, I saw did. it. He has an octagon, a yeah. full-on octagon, and then a dojo there too. Yeah, right and next to the octagon. All the walls are painted by. Um, yeah, it's all art. It's art. It's a uh, got a crossover with art. I'm trying to. Well, I don't, I don't know the artist on that one, but he had Barry McGee art outside of the building. But yeah. I mean, his dojo thing is just part of the warehouse <laughs> where all the t-shirts are. It's right next to where the t-shirts are. You got like a shitload of t-shirts, and then there's a. Octagon. <laughs> I want to. I want to describe wild. the artist that painted. I don't remember the art though. Maybe I, it wasn't there yet. I know the artist, and I want to describe his art to you. But for me to describe his art, it would start to become kind of offensive because then I'd have to say, "Oh, he's that one guy that copied." That. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna just shut up. I think. <laughs> That's awesome. Huh. That's a, like super discipline to do that for that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you did survive out of most, yeah. like I said, I, I bailed after like five months. Yeah, it turns into a lifestyle thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss it. I miss it so bad. I'm extremely out of shape and it's all go like once every like three months. And that's no way to enter like an academy as a black belt. Because when you step onto the mat, you have a big X on your head. Right. And, like, I mean, this was from just on Sunday. Someone, like, overzealous attacking me and scratching me in the forehead. <laughs> Another uh, black belt? Or a blue no. belt? Or, oh, yeah, someone lower. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. They're the most dangerous. Yeah, too. see, that, that the difference is uh, he's professional enough as a black belt to know where to go and wh- where not to pull extra because you might hurt somebody. Mm. He knows the... You know the levels, so you don't hurt people, right? Yeah. But a blue belt doesn't know. But they know the moves, <laughs> but they, they can hurt you because they don't know when to stop and slow down. And, you know, like I, I had an experience, too, just that I was a white belt and I was rolling with a purple belt, um, Kevin Casey, right? You know, he became a – Yeah. he threw me on, on my head, and he was like, you're supposed to roll. And I'm like, I didn't know. 
you threw me on my head, you know, like I was supposed to roll out of it. And I was, he was like, you didn't roll. And I'm like, I didn't know. I'm a white belt, man. Yeah. Just started. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. And then Hoxon, um, Hickson's son, right. Uh, did jujitsu thing. And, uh, I, I didn't tap cause I, he, but he had me and I didn't tap cause I was like, well, you don't, I, I don't really feel anything. And then he went really hard and I went, it was like a big crunch. And I was like, Oh, my arm is really injured now. Like I'm done for a while. Wow. And I tapped and you know, no, but I was like, cause I didn't know he had me in something, but I was like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. I feel fine. You know? And then yeah, that's he like, went too far and then crunch. I heard a crack yeah. and I was like, fuck. So that's one of the things that just discipline of, uh, again, another, yeah. one of my speeches would be like, you're my training partner. Why do I want to hurt? If I hurt you, I hurt me because yeah. then I don't have a training partner anymore. But yeah. for me, the I think the most fun thing to do is to like take it to the limit to see where where will my arm really break or where will I really pass out? Because I think like in jiu-jitsu, it's such a natural thing to like feel like you're about to get hurt or pass out and you tap out instantly. But there's something really beautiful I think about, I guess the way I can describe it is, um, because I'm an artist, I picture two guys in cold, dark, dark water in the middle of an ocean, and they both latch onto each other and drag each other down, and it's cold and lonely, and it's see who can, like, take that the longest. And whoever gives up, right, is the one that floats back up and, yeah. I don't know. That's my visual of Whoa. what jiu-jitsu is. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. More artists need to do jiu-jitsu, I think. Oh, but this artist role. Yeah. Um, Luke, will know, Luke will come to it next half, time. Half were made up of musicians, uh-huh. from like, but well-known musicians to visual artists. And like everyone was just coming out of the woodwork. That's awesome. Because it's very, it speaks to the nature of, being creative because sure. there's your foundation yeah. and then you get to build on top of it any way you want there's no rules yeah wherein like say karate or any like very structured formal martial arts there's like a certain cadence or certain rules and steps in jiu-jitsu you know all the foundational stuff now make up whatever you want and so it speaks to like the creative mind yeah yeah awesome that's a good way to explain it i also wondered how there was a i knew there was a core it felt like there was a correlation too because lots of visual people seem to like jujitsu a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing and then technical people too because yeah. it is a game of chess yeah chess oh chess chess mm-hmm. yeah that's a different kind of jiu-jitsu. that's true lots of geeks do jujitsu as well yeah yeah nerds and geeks like it it's odd but it, here's what's oh, we, we don't have to keep yeah. talking about I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> it's the great neutralizer in the sense that on any given day you could be on the mat with like hardcore like reformed gang member training with like a DA mm-hmm. like or like the head of like some county's legal system or whatever right. a judge you know sure that's or a millionaire. Yeah. But everyone on the mat, the culture is everybody's equal. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. And if you're six feet tall, if you're like seven feet tall or four feet tall when you're on the mat and rolling, everyone's the same height. So it it really does knock everybody down to a basic level. 
So you like, oh, brain surgeons, like highly narcissistic brain surgeons come in. And <laughs> what is that? Scares me. <laughs> and they're doing jujitsu, which is dangerous for them. But and they're doing jujitsu with like, again, like a former ex-con. Mm-hmm. But everybody's equal. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. So what's next? Are you, are you lining up other shows except, um, or you said you have another <coughs> body of work you're already starting? Yeah, I started like like the week I delivered to MK, I already started sketching for the next body of work. Wow. Like what would be like the the next story, like the next arc within this story of Atomic Birds mm. on what I want to tell moving on from here. I just can't wait. I'm already like, so my art store, I just found out today in the morning, closed down, which is Swain's. Mm. Um, I heard of that. Is there, there's a chain now? Or is no, it's just, just, just one? one, yeah. Okay, I thought, yeah. And so I went there today because I needed to pick up some of my wood. They're cradled panels. Mm. And so on my way here, I went down to... Wait, where is Swain's? Swain's was in Glendale. Okay. Yeah. They had never been to Swain's before? No. I heard of it, but yeah. Yeah. They were in the shopping center, and they were pumping, and then last year they decided to move into like this more industrial area where no one was going. Oh. Then 70 years, they just, today they closed their door. Wow. Yeah, it sucks. Rest in peace, Swains. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Was so it a mistake, do you think, of them moving? Was it a mistake? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I can only assume that it was because they made that move, because every time I would go in to the new place, it was crickets. Wow. No one was ever in there. Was it bigger? Like yeah. a bigger space or something like that, and they just yeah. thought it would work. But I bet yeah, you it was tough. cheaper because where they were at. Yeah. It's just no one was going there. Wow. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. And then so w- what I ended up doing was I went into the studio. I just started panicking because I was like, how am I going to create if I don't have wood? And so I just started <laughs> calling the manufacturer, called Treckle, called Blue Rooster, and um, just seeing who could build stuff for me, and I ended up finding... I forget what they're called, but it's Crayola's art store that he goes to next to um, Nova Color. Somewhere in Culver City, yeah. I guess. Oh, Do you know what that I one's think. called? Like, no, no, I don't know. I always just go to, I don't know, there's a Blix in Pasadena that I go to, and then there's the Artist Craftsman that I go to in downtown. Graphades. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know where that is. Card. Yeah, no, Sorry it's uh, it's off of La Cienega, um, <laughs> gotcha. you know, um, kind yeah. of near uh, like Washington. And, and so, so you can still get wood panels. Yeah, I found so they're in Culver City on La Cienega Boulevard, thirty fifty one South La Cienega. Um, oh, they're in Long Beach, Agora Hills. Graphades is kind of a chain, man. There's a bunch. Yeah, yeah. so. They have panels there. Oh, cool. They used so to be in Santa Monica, too. Those okay. are graphades there, but it's gone. Do you, do you paint just on wood, or do you paint also on, like, the pressed woods, the pressed particle? Um, I like the wood. I like the birch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I like how sturdy the paintings are versus, mm. like, if canvas. I just have this fear of, so, like, if you have a baby, mm-hmm. I won't hold your baby until the soft spot on his head hardens right 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 because i have a phobia just like i won't paint on canvas because mm-hmm. i have a phobia wait, wait so, so your gigantic <laughs> that gigantic painting in the uh, like how big was the biggest painting at the atomic bird show those were on canvas okay yeah, i'm like but wait, how big was that i mean there was it was huge yeah like, those were like 
eight feet something or other. Yeah. Yeah. Those were. Um, There's so a limit to how big you could go with wood. There is a limit on how big you can go. Although, like um, treckle, mm-hmm. they'll build like cradle panels and then they'll wrap them in linen, mm. and they'll go as big as you want. I mean, I painted on wood. I painted like twenty foot pieces on wood. Mm. So, oh. yeah, you can go as big as you want, I guess. But the warping on if it warps, I mean, yeah. like that's yeah, you don't want that. You know. Yeah. I mean, like, what, did you use metal uh, for those big ones, or did you use wood uh, structures? Wood, mm-hmm. yeah. The um, okay. Well, I mean, like, I, I, do you have like a kind of? Are you like, like an indie kind of art, you know, supply store kind of person, or like, like does like, do you like poo poo blicks and like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, Michaels or whatever, you know. I work on top of a Blix, mm-hmm. so I don't mind going there for, because it's just convenient. Yeah. I don't mind going there for, like, maybe paint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't gotten brushes in such a long time. Truckle was giving me brushes for a while, and so I was, I kind of still have, like, a big pole that I'm still using. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I, I like going. I love going to art stores. Love going to art stores. Right. So Swain's, I was going there a lot for stuff. Um, I like love going to Blue Rooster. I like the neighborhood it's in, and I like Nick a lot. He's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, so we've trained a lot before. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Oh, at, at Blue, the owner of Blue Rooster. Blue Rooster. Yeah. Wow. That's in Silver Lake. Am I right? Is that Silver Lake? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Next to the Children's Hospital, hmm. or a block up from it. Yeah, they have yeah. like a culture there. It seems like like a lot of seminars and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they do. They do yeah. awesome stuff. And yeah. on any given day, like some like crazy badass painter will just walk through, and you can sit down and just shoot the shit. Mm. Cool. And then they have like a space in the back, almost like a bar, where they do like some of the classes and stuff like that. And I think that's where like Ken Garduno and. Oh, a bunch of other people will do like their their drink and draw. Day. Yeah, the drink, drink and draw. draw. Oh, it's there. I think so. Oh wow, yeah. I thought it was at a bar. I well, mean, I guess that is the sketch party one is at a bar. I know that. Yeah, uh, and I think or Ken's usually there. Maybe I have it wrong then. But then I, I know like Van Arno does like something on Sundays yeah. at the Blue Rooster. Oh, know, cool. Yeah. You know. yeah. So yeah, I like going to different art stores. I think art stores in London are awesome. Oh really? Yeah. Why or what's? I don't, I've never been to one in London, but yeah, neither have <coughs> yeah. I actually. Man, I don't I don't remember the name of the brush company. There was just a lot of brushes there that I had never seen here before. Just really pretty, bright handles. Last time I painted a mural out there, um, the company had paid for all those art supplies, and so we got to keep everything. Mm. And so we bundled it up and told our fixer to like ship it to us, and they never did. <laughs> oh, come on. That, that hurt. I'm still bitter and holding on to that. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that, like, you know, certain art supply stores are, will have, like, in different countries will have their own different kind of, yeah. you know, thing. You know, um, so, what, what, so what are you using, like, your paint stuff? Or is it just, like, Winsor Newton? Or for my brushes? No, no, your the paint. Actual oh, the paint. paint. Is what's your new? Are you new oil no, wait. Or are you acrylic? I, I, acrylic yeah. and house. Mm. Oh, yeah. so Home Depot. Here's a secret. Learn from this. Uh oh, is this illegal? 
No. Okay. <laughs> we, we now know that the illegal secrets come from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew Hemm told me a, a Home Depot paint trick, but okay. And I think I, so I learned it from Ikundayo, oh, which yeah. maybe Ikundayo learned it from Andrew Hemm. Oh, okay. Maybe. Is it the oops department? Yep. That's the one. Yeah. It, it's illegal. This is illegal, everybody. Kind of. <laughs> what? Well, well, okay. I mean, do you know about oops paint? No. So my theory is, I think that you get um, homeowner, guy, girl, doesn't matter. They go in there and say, I think I would like this ugly teal. Um, can you mix it up for me? And they mix it up and they're like, oh, I, just give me white because there's no way I'm going to paint my bedroom this ugly teal. And then it just gets thrown into like the oops department. Mm. And they sell it for a dollar, two dollars. Really? Yeah, so you can so get the you color can, you want, you know. But they're but. all like they're all our colors. Because they're all the rejected colors that no <laughs> one in their right minds can actually paint their living room with. So you like you go to a Home Depot, you go to the paint section, you you have them mix the color for you? No. no. They are, they're already pre mixed oh, paints so, that are Oh, I thought you were okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they're all pre mixed paints that um are gonna get thrown out. Yeah. Oh. So, I, but I heard. Um, and you get it at a discounted price or like mega cheap. Yes, yeah, so I heard oh. in the past they. So I heard they add color to it now. But I heard in the oh. beginning when they didn't weren't onto it, you can actually get the color you want. They'll mix it for you. Then you just <laughs> leave it in the store and come back the next day, and then find it in the oops <laughs> department for really cheap. But then, an, but then an, an, so so an, so then Andrew told me that that they started adding purple and teals to everything and mixing it with a different color, so you can't get your color anymore. So he said that's why his palette wore oops colors because it was all those colors. That's what he said. But in the beginning, it was you were able to get any color you wanted because you're you're the one doing it. Okay, so now that, <laughs> this brings up a, uh, an interesting kind of thing, and that is that like um, the problem with house paint. I mean, like the reason why like I buy like you know like golden acrylics or he's like, mostly you know, golden yeah is because i want to believe that it is you know the better pigment that i can be able to find that is designed to be at least somewhat archival you know but the problem with house paint is like you know they're like you know you have the issue with like you know mark rothko's like apparently mark rothko rothko's are like literally just falling apart because he was using house paint to paint you know those paintings and apparently like maybe i'm not sure whether or not those paints are designed to have the arch archival quality that you know say you know like ten dollar you know you buy a tube like this big of like series nine fucking cadmium red mm -hmm. and like it's fucking like a fifty dollar tube of of paint you know versus like a big old bucket of red which is like i don't know like seven dollars or ten dollars yeah. you know we'll find out in 20 years <laughs> like you know ha, ha, like did, did, has the formula has, has house paint been formula the formula for yeah. house paint changed from the 1950s you know or i mean like how when was mark rothko uh active like 50s 60s yeah. well i think that it's safer to touch I think anything liquid that you use to like strip stains with or paint with right. is safer to be around. Right. Well, it's not leaded. Yeah. No, yeah. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know. 
I know certain artists that are friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just, I'll just leave it at that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah better. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I have no problem outing people, but you know, whatever. It's, it's up to you. It's up to your discretion. <laughs> 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 They're just people that I have an insane amount of respect for. Sure. I just know that they were using certain paints that maybe like 10 years into the life of the painting, you can tell that there's been loss. But I don't uh, know that it's the paint. I think that it's a different type of paint. Because you'll, like, if you use markers, certain right. kinds of markers, right. they just have, like, different bases. Yeah. And when if it's sitting in the sun too long, and then also, I don't know, like, are they gessoing anything? And then they're, are they applying any kind of clear after? Sure. I don't know. But it, yeah, I've seen it. And yeah. it does happen. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Like, you know, um, I mean, like, bar- top varnishing, top coating, I think is just, you know, important it also like i mean like um hmm, i don't know use 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 better paint use, use the better paint if use you're if you're, if you're selling your, your work for you know not cheap then use the better paint yeah we've got a couple yeah. of <laughs> yeah. we, we have a couple of questions from online before we're uh, signing off so um brian martinez asks you um how has jujitsu influenced your art a lot of ways i think the most profound way <laughs> is <clears throat> I was a part of an academy that was I don't know how to put this where's that coming from dog barking but yeah, anyways right. okay the back maybe I don't know mm. we went through like really grueling training camps where like if for example if it was a hundred degrees outside like in the summer we would close the doors and turn the heater on well and train for two hours straight and after like the first hour you're almost kind of like hallucinating because you've already lost pretty much all the water in your system and everyone's trying to kill each other and it just teaches you like all of a sudden, you're, you kind of, you start, you're starting to reach like a different plateau of consciousness because what is happening to you, your body's just flipping out, your brain's, you're trying to convince your brain to like push through this. And so it's really, it changed like my character. And so if I'm painting for like a year straight, and I have to wake up and do like eight hours doing visual art direction, but I still have to get up early and paint for four hours and then come home and paint for another four hours. It's easy Mm. because nothing was harder than going through like those training sessions. And that was jujitsu gave that to me. Wow. Yeah. So it gave you balance. It gave me understanding of the thresholds that, it, it it taught me like how to push it and just grind like hard hard grind through mm. things because this like the last year delivering for this show man it wasn't easy that was hard but not hard not harder than going through some of those training sessions mm. wow so much easier cool Albert Reyes the guy we were talking about who actually <laughs> says he doesn't know if he's in the show with you by the way but 
That's what he said. He goes, I don't know. And then he said, um, uh, he, said he asks, what's your favorite scary movie? He's a horror movie buff, so. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. <laughs> so, but listen to this. So, we do, in my professional career, we do filming. And for some reason, we film in what are considered, like, some of the most haunted places in L.A., a lot of hospitals. Uh. And so there's been many occasion where I've had to go into like the basement of the hospital by myself to go like, oh, I forgot like a lens cap or something. <laughs> oh, no. And everybody's cleared out and it's like the morgue. And it's where like, if you read up online, it's like, oh, that's like the spot where the most crazy stuff happens. Wow. I can do that easily. I don't have, I don't head trip in any way. I just walk down there by myself lights are out look for my stuff grab it and head out and i'm good and i attribute that to like i just don't watch scary stuff oh, okay. <laughs> and there you go right. but but i've seen like i saw it recently it kind of sucked uh-huh. the first it was better um, i haven't seen number two yet but I'm sorry yeah. Okay. yeah i haven't seen it either i've seen number I've seen one, the first though. one number yeah. one yeah. was good yeah Oh, but I want to answer, like, because I have seen some stuff. Like, yeah, you saw I went, it. <laughs> I went to the theater and watched Dawn of the Dead, and that was awesome. Mm. I like zombie movies. Mm-hmm. I like, um, like, 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like the whole, but they're not scary. They're kind of post-apocalyptic is more. Yeah. Uh, I, I right. mean, I guess they would, like, fall as into the genre of scary horror film yeah. kind yeah. of things. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always kind of a weird, like... Like, is it horror? Is it action? Because there's like, you know, the horror that's like Jason, you know, you have a character, right? Right. But 28 Days Later is kind of a zombie, a post-apocalyptic zombie thing, right? Right. Well, people would argue with that. Maybe Albert might argue that because technically some people don't believe that they're zombies. They feel that they're infected. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. But they were, but they couldn't, yeah. Yeah, you can lump them. I think you can lump them into But they can't come back. You know, they're infected basically become like zombies yeah they can't come back right yeah. they become like oh back to normal again no yeah but i mean i've seen but like poltergeist yeah it, i don't think it's scary but i've seen it a zillion times yeah poltergeist so. is great though yeah yeah dawn of yeah. the dead dawn of the dead like there's some okay is that the one where with the um it's not the one with like the small group of people in the house you know um with uh-uh, the black so. guy and the white woman in the cemetery in the beginning. Which one was that? Candyman? I don't know. No, it's an, a black and white um, <laughs> zombie movie. <laughs> That's a scary movie. <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> I saw that. I did see that one. I saw Candyman a long time ago. I barely remember it. I can't remember which zombie movie that was. It was like one of the original ones. Um, yeah. I think it was... a. Is it an early John Carpenter movie? I don't know. Oh, man. I think scary movies have one chance. And once it hits you, it hits you good. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it just, I think it's, not, it's no longer scary. Like there's that one, it gives you that one opportunity where it comes out and gets you really good. But then after that, you kind of settle in and you get comfortable. I'm bigger. I'm a bigger fan of like um, what was that Bruce Willis movie where he was? Uh, spoiler alert. Die Hard. No. No. If you don't want to know that Bruce Willis was really dead. Oh, um, <laughs> Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Like, oh. That was more mental. 
right? Yeah. Like yeah. that to me. Is Maybe you need to watch Asian horror. There's a lot of like freakier Asian horror, like Korean ones and <coughs> Japanese ones. I think that What's has that? to be a like semblance the, of reality. The, yeah. The oh, not that. that. That's Chinese ghosts, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no, a Chinese ghost Chinese, story. Uh, <laughs> that's that's are like, are like <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's amazing. Like, that's like crazy. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I, so I funny, I actually created man. a toy inspired by really? that, yeah. that mythology. That's, that's like so certain, genius. Kind of those are like, it, that was like alongside martial arts movies. They made yeah. those yeah. movies. Oh, yeah, like crazy. Mr. Vampire. It's like a crazy, comedy crazy, crazy. at Kung Fu. Will we be long, on long enough for Albert Reyes to tell us what his favorite scary movie is? I don't know. Albert, tell us your scary movie. Type yeah. it in real quick. Well, but yeah, we're, we're past our time by, okay. by far, but... Just to tie it in with yeah. your comment about the hospital basements. So my father used to work for Garfield Medical in, um, as a social worker. And when he had his um, retirement party, they held it in the basement uh, like, you know, of the uh, hospital. And I, my sis- I, I had a can't roll, uh, roll of film that was already halfway shot with like, you know, backyard stuff and plants and, you know, mom, you know, pictures of him and my mom. And I brought that camera along with me and I took pictures of his retirement party. And the first half of the film was completely normal, right? But all the pictures, for some reason, in the basement had these little, like, weird anomalies in the film and the picture, you know, they had orbs in it. Well, you know, and orbs are apparently supposed to be some sort of like, you know, ghostly kind of whatever thing, you know, or that's that's what people like to believe they are. But like, I just thought it was odd that, and I mean, I guess to a certain degree, it made sense that it was in this hospital, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it was in the basement, so. I, I don't you. know. No, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I, I don't, don't know. I don't in any way denounce if someone has a story and they believe that something really happened. I I believe it. Well, I mean, like, like I, I mean, I, I, I was there. I did not, like, feel, like, cold spots or whatever, you know. I mean, I don't really believe in ghosts. I don't believe in any kind of afterlife-y kind of thing. But the thing is, is that, like... I just thought it was unusual that, like, you know, it wasn't like some like defunct kind of film, like where like it had these spots, kind of old film where the spots had like been riddled across sure. the entire thing. Oops, you know, I just kind of I, it just happened to be in this Whoa. like like little like cluster of sure. like photos that like you'd see these orbs kind Damn. of floating around and you know all over the place, and I'm like, all right, so yeah. But, you know, I mean, hmm. I guess it would make, I mean, like, if I wanted to, I, I guess I could, you know, see it as some weird kind of, like, you know, ghosts are real <laughs> kind of thing. But, like, I've, I don't. I've been in the studio at four in the morning, and my, I had a glass door, super heavy door, and the door, it locks open. You have to, like, push it to actually close the door. Really? And I was sitting there working, four in the morning, out of nowhere, the door just unlocks itself and just closes. What? But I'm telling you, my reaction was simply like, I'm working, and I look at it happen, and I was like, and I just went back to work. <laughs> I just I don't, I don't, I don't have time to like, I don't want to invest into that. Right. I was right, like, right, that's right. cool, and then just whatever, and just moved on. 
And I think that's how I feel about like if I have to go into a basement of a, a really well-known haunted place. Mm. I just need to get my lens and then go home. You know, <laughs> I guess it depends. Like, I, I, I just got back. I, I remember, like, a couple nights ago, I drove into my garage, and I walked out. I was out, uh, stepped out of my car, and I heard footsteps that sounded like it was right above me. And I live by myself in my apartment. So, like... Ooh, the Gundam burglar. Yeah, Gundam, no, burglar. Gundam burglar. Gundam burglar. <laughs> you know, and so I was like, "What the fuck was good? What the fuck is that?" And like, you know, I, you know, op- I. The first thing I did when I stepped inside was I checked to see whether or not my front door was locked, and it was locked and everything. But like, it could have just been like my neighbor, some like my neighbor. I only have one neighbor um, uh, in my apartment, and maybe the sound kind of just tra- tra- um, trailed in the way, so it sounded like it was above me. <laughs> My favorite thing yeah. is going home and not knowing if someone is in the house still <laughs> and having to clear your house. Yeah. I love that. You do that? <laughs> yeah. You go like room to room? Oh, totally. Checking everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have tells, like things that you put so in case it happens, you're like, up oh, that moved. Somebody's <laughs> been here type of thing? <laughs> no. You, you, okay. <laughs> I was wondering if you have like little things that you do just to, like, all right, this thing, if it moves, I know what this, you know. Do you, no. you live with okay. your sons, right? Yeah. No. 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 Oh, no, I, I, you do. I don't. I only get them almost pretty much every weekend. Oh, okay. yeah. So we three, three boys. Three yeah. boys, right? Yeah. yeah. They look like a little little posse that comes with you. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool kids. This seems like yeah. it. Really they, they seem cool, cool kids. Yeah. yeah. Any more questions? Yeah. Did uh, uh, did um, oh Albert Reyes says uh, Night of the Living Dead, and he says you should see Terrifier on Netflix. Yeah. And he likes Halloween the originals, and then you have. Dude's saying we're gonna lose all the good colors for the oops paint because we just let that out. <laughs> uh, Sherman Williams though has it too, so you can actually go to Sherman Williams and they too do it. Uh, and Albert Reyes gets his paint that way, and he's happy with your answer. And uh, there's a dude who loves Jiangxi also. So yeah, full circle. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead is the movie I was thinking yeah. of too. So. Yeah, with the black guy and the white woman and the cemetery and like the zombie comes out and then they run and end up at some house and there's like this crazy family and blah 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 and you know the black guy dies at the end always 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. was there inbreeding in that one inbreeding mm-hmm. freaks me out no no oh, okay. inbreeding oh. no inbreeding weird inbred things kind of that that's a little freaky that's kind of like a Ch- texas chainsaw massacre kind of yeah, thing it's all, yeah that's so weird you know that's where things get freaky to texas me. chainsaw like, oh, massacre was cl- is great i love I, I love that movie because I've, you know i've seen like i say i don't watch scary movies but like all the old, all the Halloweens, sure. I've seen all of that stuff. Yeah, I, I've never even seen any of the Halloweens or like the nightmares on El- Elm Streets yeah. or anything like that. It's because they just seem kind of stupid to me. Well, those are funny ones, though. I mean, yeah. And I've seen pretty much almost all American horror stories, but I just they don't feel like scary movies to me. What about right. Chucky? Do you like Chucky? That's like hilarious, right? I've seen one. Oh, okay. Chucky, but it's know. definitely it's, it's so my funny. it's not my genre. Yeah, right. it's not yeah. mine either. It's just so stupid, but it's great. My genre are I love depression era films. Wow, like liking like thirties because that stuff. I it's like a fear of mine, and I love seeing like like film noir and kind of yeah. Like I like seeing the guy that is like down and out and can't feed his family and then like figures out a way to like come on top and come out of it and oh, fight okay. and wait. Oh, I thought you meant like oh. movies from the 1920s and 30s. No, I'm saying like oh, recent stuff. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about like Buster Keaton cuz no. he kind of does that too, yeah. right? He kind of like is the yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and I see. Yeah. Wait, like what? This never. Yeah, name some yeah, yeah, yeah. movies. Well, like any of like the horse racing movies, like um, um, horse racing movies. Oh. Yeah, like, the Black Stallion. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> what a horse racing movie is. There's a horse racing. Movie. Yeah, there is a couple of them. There's, There's a few. Like, yeah, that I could think of. What's a horse racing movie? So everything is kind of like a sepia tony kind. Oh wait, of. so these are old movies? No, they're current they're, movies. They're current movies, God. like within the last ten years. Motherfucker, what's a horse racing movie in the last ten years? I don't remember um, one. Uh, the Electric Horseman, R- no. Robert Redford. That's like the seventies. Okay. No, there's that one that was named after the f- famous racehorse that came out. Secretariat. Like, yeah. That's the name of one of them. Yeah. Oh wow. But then there's, I. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I've, I've never seen Secretary. That's the only yet. horse I even can name. I, I named it. I'm tapped out <laughs> on the horses. I don't know any other horse names. Sorry. I'm not good with movie names. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. But the Black Stallion. No. No? All right. All right. <laughs> Interesting, though. Okay, any other genres? I like when people are stuck on islands. Oh. That have to... Make their like way. survival kind of. Um, so you stuff. like people making it through tough times. I like that. Did you like Rambo? I mean, First Blood at least. First Blood was great. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he's a mis- of... misunderstood guy, back from Vietnam. You know. I, I guess my answer to that is that was like eighties, late eighties. <laughs> yeah, we like yeah. the eighties. Yeah. So anything, anything that came out of the eighties. It's part of my childhood. Sure. Yeah. So the answer is yes to everything 80s. Oh, Seabiscuit, that movie. Is that the movie? Seabiscuit? Seabiscuit's a rad movie. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen these. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All righty. That was fun. It was fun. I hope <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Uh, you did great. Apologies yeah. if I put my foot in my mouth. About what? I oh, don't know. I oh. do that all the time, and you did not go anywhere close to my the level of foot and mouth that I I, I, t- I end up taking. You suffer it. from foot and mouth disease, um, as I do. <laughs> no, you're 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 very you're, measured. You're fine. Yeah, you're, you're, you're great. You're, you're fine and measured, and you're obviously very conscious of you know whatever. But then, you know, Eric will, you know. Like I said, he'll 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 chide me into like any you know, repercussions this, <laughs> from you calling out people or not one, huh? not one, because the the audience that we have is tight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Wow, seems like it's always happens. Every every podcast near the end, people start talking at the end on on you know like it was quiet for the first t- two hours or hour and a half, whatever it was on you know on on YouTube. And now everyone's just chiming in, just won't shut up. About it's all just everything. What it's is, amazing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just like, wait, 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 they're, wait. they're like, wait, see something. Oh, sea biscuit? Yeah, sea biscuit. <laughs> oh, Albert's like, watch, there will be blood. And then it's like, watch the Lost Boys. And now people are just commenting like nuts. Well, there where will be blood you, is awesome. Where were you guys for the last hour and a half? Yeah. I watch, or whatever. It's I watch amazing. There will be blood like, like once a month. Wow. Whoa. There's certain movies that I watch. That's a tough one, yeah. Like Wolf of Wall Street, I watch that once a month. Whoa. When I was like, back when I was living in San Francisco. Wait, Luis that's Bispo. A, that's got beatbox in it. Matthew McConaughey, wasn't he beatboxing in that? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I forget what <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that. Damn, there, I can't think of any movies that I would watch like regularly like that. I like, you know what I like? I like movies where the characters slowly just 
are just degrading themselves little by little uh-huh. and then they hit rock bottom i love rock bottom and then they just they come out of it rushmore you see rushmore yeah it's like <clears throat> he kind of does that as a student right yeah well yeah. i like i like he does it he does that yeah rushmore's great though then i follow yeah. like i've seen that one a lot like those directors like can't get enough of those guys yeah any uh, Quentin Tarantino thing, and Rushmore was directed by um, Wes Anderson. Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I could, I own almost all Wes Anderson movies. Life Aquatic, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Can't get enough of that. Wes Anderson. Just Quentin bought Isle of Dogs, which is awesome. I love yeah. that one. You know why one. I like him so much? And Isle of Dogs, Dogs is a good example. There's a lot of quiet moments where it's just process. So like the opening scene to Isle of Dogs. This Japanese man in a kimono, and he's like doing, I think, the candle thing. And there's not really much talking going on, and it's just process. Mm. Yeah. Love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. Mm. Actually, the opening scene is the drums, but like, it's the guys in the drums doing the, the drum thing. Okay. So that's what I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch it tonight. <laughs> and if you're wrong, I'm going to come back. <laughs> He's going to submit yeah, you. You're like going this, to uh, arm bar you. You're going to be in submission. Yeah. I suggest um, you just hold your collar like, like this and really tight, and you might last a little while before you get something happens. Protect no. your neck, protect your arms like this. You know, oh. I think that's the way in jiu-jitsu. Hold your gi and just pretend you protect your neck. Man, I'll break through that so bad. I know, but that's I the only even, thing. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think you can do. If you don't know nothing, do that, and you might last a little longer than doing nothing. Like flailing your arms, you're fucked. Uh, yeah. Just sit yeah. there, take it, and just get it over with. <laughs> I remember a guy did that to me in a fight in Las Vegas, and he just big guy. Guy was six <laughs> four, huge, and he just like got in like really tight and strong and wouldn't budge for anything. <laughs> And so I managed to, like, squeeze my arm in there, and I was just using his leverage. I wasn't trying to break his grip because there's no way I was going to break the grip. But I used the fact that he was holding on so tight as leverage to be able to use my elbows to dig it into his temple. Oh, ouch. And I dug it into his temple so much that he screamed. (laughs) And when you scream, it's called a verbal submission. So the ref stops the fight when when you make a noise. So he was holding on really tight. Held on to him, his limbs, where he was holding on tight. And I dug my elbow into the temple, and he, I heard him go, uh, and I was like, oh, he's going to do it. <laughs> so I came back really hard, and I just, uh, and he just screamed really loud. And I looked at the ref, and he's like, all right, well, this is over. <laughs> wow. 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 Awesome. Break them. Break the wheel. This yeah. is a good one. So don't do that, Luke. I guess that's not going <laughs> to no, work. No, I thought no, maybe. No, no, no. Maybe, no, no, okay. no, no. No. Conversations, man. Talking. 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 Yeah, understanding. Yeah. That's the way to go. I, I know, no I, fighting. I could be wrong about Isle of Dogs. So, you know, I, I completely. Admit, I've, <laughs> no, only seen I know the, I've only seen the movie twice. So. No, I know. There is drums. I see the drums. I just yeah, it's like the, part the spotlight of, and the, the, the taiko yeah. drum thing, yeah. you know? So, like, maybe they. Maybe there is a very open opening where like they, someone shows up and, and then it goes into the drums. You or might bu- be right, but that might be the opening scene. But it just feels like that's part of like the whole opening to me. Right. Because like, nothing was really said, and he's doing like some kind of ceremonial thing with candles. Right. Um, 
I'm gonna watch it tonight. Damn. Oh. Okay, just PM me. <laughs> just, 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 just drop me a text and let me know, <laughs> like, if I'm wrong. <laughs> you're probably right. You should be right. I, 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 uh, no. Yeah, that memory. My memory is <laughs> completely garbage. Because the movie's about Asian. Yes, culture. and I, I, I see it, and I feel a, a much deeper, visceral connection yeah, to the movie. I should be wrong. <laughs> I need to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope you're and, right. And, and, and <laughs> jujitsu did come from Japan, therefore Asia. You know, you should be really good at it, Luke. Well, yeah. they believe it. They track it even further than that to oh, no. India. Oh, wait. I, okay. Which is still Asia. Asia. Yeah. 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 Damn. <clears throat> that's, far, that's long. Yeah. <sighs> India. India. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. This was Thanks. awesome. <laughs> I'm going to say my... Yes, we need to tell Johnny uh, or everyone can. Yeah. Uh, how, how can people get a hold of you? Um, just through Instagram only. KMNDZ. <laughs> KMNDZ underscore. And do not yeah. support KMNDZ. Just plain KMNDZ. Yeah. Well, she's kind of cute. She is or cute. Yeah. Just send her a note. I would really appreciate it. A threatening note. <laughs> oh, like to, a very rude to re- relinquish. Like, Where's relinquish. the artwork? Damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, it'd be funny if people started calling me Kim Mendoza. Kim Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Kim Mendoza is she really from Japan? I don't even know. She looks. She could be she Filipino. Looks, she could. She could be. She, she looks like she's very. Yeah, she Japan. looks Chinese or Japanese. But like, her name is Kim Mendoza. She's just like Kim very. Easy. She's just very pale and very like Asian looking. She doesn't look like you know a mix or anything like yeah. that. So we don't know. And Kim Mendoza, if you're listening, hook a brother up. I'll give you some. I'll give you a painting of some sort. Whoa, a painting. Whoa. I mean, because I know she's listening right now. She only has a. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't. She should. She should do it. Kim Mendoza. It's a good deal. Yeah, it is a great deal. Yeah. Just Jeez. think. <laughs> It's a bomb diffused by a bird yeah. and filled with love. Yeah. What are you doing? Just yeah. s- cyber yeah. squatting his name. Yeah, and what are you doing? Ice cream. I know. Fucking oh. whatever. I know. <laughs> I, Eric, may I be a part of the post-it show? Yeah, you're invited. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I have two artists that I would like to You always bring better. these rad artists in, right. so yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Wait, what's the outro music, Luke? You're, I'm you're, kidding. You're, you're, I'm kidding. <laughs> Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear. Bear.